0: One day, I shall come back. Yes, I shall come back.
1: Until then, there must be no regrets, no tears, no anxieties. Just go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. Join the doctors as they travel the vortex and land at episode number 152 of Gallifrey Stands. I'm Keith.
0: I'm Sean. I'm
1: Glenn. Happy 50th anniversary, everyone. Yay! Yay! We're finally here. about time. How was your guys' 50th celebrations?
0: It was incredible. I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I feel, for all that dearth of nothing happening... And you will get more Who in the 50th anniversary than we will have ever had Who before. And we all went scoff, snicker. <laughs> it's all been sure, in the last whatever. two weeks. It's all been in the last two weeks. I'm mean, yeah. Exhausted. I it's still, a good exhausted. But I tell Keith, I've had, I've been on such an
2: adrenaline high since Friday that my just I'm I'm sore now. I've got like that neck ache after you've just completely like dumped out of all your adrenaline and and just. Been my face is actually sore. I Realized my face is sore from just smiling all weekend, <laughs> and now it hurts to laugh. <laughs> uh, let me start because uh, I'll get into I'll just just what we did because mine was a little more simple. You guys kind of had a little grander time, but uh, mine's actually a little more. I just it occurred to me last night how much more significant this was for me. Um, I went to my parents' house because we had planned. They had BBC America, and we had planned uh, to watch the 50th together and have just a little get-together get, to go- get together and have a party. So we made some snacks and took them over. We made a uh, Weeping Angel food cake, um, which was an angel <laughs> food clever. cake topped with a uh, Weeping Angel figure, and then it had little um, white chocolate uh, <coughs> chips on it for the teardrops. And then uh, uh, my wife done, and done. my daughter made these really cool little Dalek heads. They are uh, very That good. are cake balls that are covered in chocolate Ooh, with eye stalks. Yep. Yeah. And they're on top of an uh, Oreo. They, they have a little delicious. eye stalk that's made out of, um, I think it's a pretzel covered in chocolate. And then the, the little uh, eye bumps, not eye bumps, uh, the things that light up on the top are actually almond.
0: Mm-hmm. almond. So,
2: so you mean that
0: pretzel and candy, candy for the eye, and almonds, almonds and Oreos, Oreos and chocolate, what chocolate covered over a, a cake ball. Yeah, there's nothing
2: in here I won't eat. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought I'd get clever, and because we were so underwhelmed by the jammy Dodgers. <laughs> that we got as imports, I decided to make my own jammy dodgers.
0: Your jammy dodger incident of my 2011 was very disappointing. You have to
2: change, try my jam- jammy dodgers. I will try so, your jammy dodgers. Because you're, you're my test subject because Keith didn't get a chance to. This These Daleks are delicious. This was a tough refi- recipe. I worked on this for hours and hours and hours and you're hours lying, and arcing. hours. Take <laughs> <laughs> a bite. Here we
0: go. Ready? <laughs> Crumble.
2: two sugar cookies and a smattering of jam between them I and i didn't go with raspberry was strawberry because i don't like raspberry
0: <laughs> two I put sugar a hole cookies and it. strawberry jelly
2: that's it that's all it was i thought you know what it's not probably really a jammy dodger but this is gonna taste
0: it's better way
2: better
1: <laughs> oh good
2: great uh, now this is going
1: to be my impression of it. Uh,
2: really, really, yeah. Which will be false, but <laughs> that's not how they really taste. You, you, you will now be able to do one of those clone cookbooks. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. we had those. Uh-huh. We had. Uh, um, I wanted to get jelly babies, but I just did not
1: make they it. They remind me of kolaches. Kolaches. I hadn't thought of that. They are a little like kolaches. I'm glad you know what those are. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't think I could fully. Well, they're, they're more Explain of a gourmet it.
2: cookie, but that's the flavor and texture and That's the flavor, and, and it's, the it's the flavor and
1: of them, yeah. yeah. It's a it's a have Czechoslovak-
0: had meat and cheese and stuff mm-hmm. in them.
1: Mm-hmm. No. They're, they're predominantly uh, strawberry. Yeah. Really? At least the v- recipe my mother found. Huh. And she went hardcore into the Czechoslovakian heritage to find this stuff, so.
2: Yep. So we went over at noon, and we had some goodies. We also had some, like, chips and salsa and just other things and some dips and stuff. Anyway, we were at noon and we ordered pizza. My sister and her two kids, and me and Holly and our two kids, and then my mom and dad. We had pizza for lunch, and then we, wait. we kind of sat around and talked and visited and waited until the uh, 50th anniversary special. Then we watched the special.
0: And, and that you, was useless on BBC America, right? On BBC
2: yeah. America. Actually, yeah, watched it on my parents' 52 <clears throat> inch TV. So.
0: Did you guys suffer the great fake out? I think everybody did. Did the gigantic countdown to a commercial? They
2: didn't even start at 11, though, did they? Yeah, I think they did. did. Maybe I I turned around and and noticed it was happening. Because I think I saw it come at 9 or 8. 7, 6, 5, 4. We were all counting along. 3, 2, 1. AT&T commercial. commercial. (laughs) We counted down to a commercial. Anyway, so I suppose,
0: in all fairness, we should thank AT and T for making this all possible. they made possible. that possible yes. in the U.S. Yes. yes. So, our, thank our, you. Our thank version you was sponsored by
2: that because we had no commercial interruptions, which was uh-huh. fantastic. fantastic. So we watched that, but here's why this was really significant, and it didn't really dawn on me until this night. Thirty years ago, and I can't tell you that it was to the day because I don't know if PBS broadcast their 50 their. 20th anniversary special of the five doctors on the actual day but it was very close to the date 30 years ago i was at my grandparents house with my mom and dad and sister and we sat down and watched the 50th or the 20th anniversary of the five doctors
1: oh
2: at my grandparents house on it so my kids essentially got the same experience that i did for the 50th anniversary and it was—I'm getting chills now. It—it it, it didn't occur to me until later that night that I was like, "Oh my gosh, that was my—that was my experience with the twentieth anniversary special." So, like That's I say, I don't really know that it cool. was because it was a Saturday, and I don't know if that falls right, but it was—it was right around. The, the, in fact, I think Close we were there for Thanksgiving weekend. I think is when when we saw it. So, um, it wasn't well, as much of a tradition for us because I was just a Doctor Who fan and hey it's on this weekend my grandparents had four stage three stations <laughs> they had nbc abc and pbs <laughs> and so well, there was a lot of lawrence Welk going on in that household but it came on and i remember sitting down and watching it and my dad and my dad saying that's the first doctor when they showed when it first came on he said that's the first doctor he says he was the doctor when i was uh, young when he was in high school mm. And of course, my dad didn't watch him. He didn't know because they didn't have it. It didn't play here. But he was he was familiar of it, you know, with it and knew about it because I mean, it was that era, so he mm-hmm. knew and heard and read and whatnot. So hmm. anyway, so that was why it was so significant for me. So. And then I spent the day just really internet-ing Did You watch it a up. lot of oh my gosh, interneting it up and following along everybody else's fan fandom and fun and whatnot. So. That was my fiftieth day, and then in between all of that, I mean, my fiftieth celebration started a lot longer ago. But I've been listening to uh, Big Finish audios. I've been watching episodes of Doctor Who. <laughs> I I've think been, you know, been we, we watched immersed. a little bit of that. Yes, we watched a little bit of that marathon. They were running a BBC America oh, nice. uh, that night. Obviously, I watched the the five five ish Doctors reboot. <laughs> Uh, I think from. Today the same, has been much of the same. In fact, I went and bought a DVD of Remembrance Dogs.
1: I think from Tuesday I watched Doctor Who every single day.
2: And I think I have too. I think I have too. I, Actually, think, I can't
1: remember if I watched anything on Monday. I think
2: since last week. Since Night of the Doctor. Since Night of the Doctor, I've been immersed in Doctor Who because what happened with the Night of the Doctor, and I told you this earlier, is with, with Paul McGann. I just, I, I totally got so enthused with Paul McGann that now I've I've blown ahead. I've listened to the next two Big Finish Main Range <laughs> Lethal Doctor audios because I got so excited about it, uh, which I'll probably have to go back now and re listen to them. We actually can re- visit them on the schedule
0: so they, I recall them. They're targeted for January.
2: Oh, okay. Well, I'll, I'll probably re listen to well. them anyway. But, um, so I've been doing that. And then, of course, on Friday, I watched the uh, Adventures in.
1: Well, and space and Thursday time. night we did the tweet. Along, well, yeah, well, oh, hey, Thursday was, the night we did the tweet along. I think we Amor, talked, yes. though. We had
2: talked about a lot of doing that, but yes, we were we doing that. Was do it, part yeah, of yeah. the, um, and then but how this collates is because Sean was saying now I'm just kind of blowing with the wind here, but uh, <laughs> I uh, <laughs> after I watched Adventure Space I totally immersed myself in First Doctor stories. Now I've been watching <laughs> First Doctor stories. <laughs> Obviously, we did you know an Earthly Child for Friday night on Friday, so yeah. I'm just uh, I rewatched the Aztecs the other day. Um, I almost almost bought Sense rides today, but I didn't. i oh, got such an. really wish *The
1: Invasion* was still available on DVD. Yeah, yeah, that's such a good story. I haven't watched uh, re-watching it. Rewatching Got
0: your copy. See, you've point. been you've been stuck on Second Doctor. I've been a
1: Second Doctor, Run and now I'm going to start the Crotons next week because well, you've, you've been watching in order. Too yeah, since. that's the thing. I've actually- <laughs> That and one season, you'll have watched all of it except for <laughs> except the one that you can't get. Yeah, which I might just go do reconstructions just because I can. Unless they did announce next week that they found him. I'm so proud Maybe. of he <laughs> He's watching stuff on his own. And it's hey. not even his doctor. And it. It's because I would have done this long ago, but you guys wouldn't let me. <laughs> so now I'm going back and re-watching stuff on the seen. That's all right. Because you kept getting on the internet. We had to keep slapping you down like a naughty puppy. I was was surprised you let me watch Ark in Space so long ago.
0: Yeah, and I wasn't even really cognitive enough to monitor you on that one. (laughs) Fell asleep. (laughs) What'd you guys do for
2: your 50th anniversary celebrations?
0: I worked a lot. I feel like I missed out on everything. So I, I, I did not get to... Experience the who-ness that you all did because my, my well, nights ran late and I missed Brain Amorbius and then I missed an unearthly Child. The, the thing
2: is, though, it's not just work because you, you, you've you got you've got a full slate in the morning of classes and of, then yeah, you've yeah. got
0: yeah, then I get to work. So, so. I mean, at
2: least with me and Keith, we've got some time to ourselves. We've actually got time, down yeah. time. Because for Keith, are even though he sleeps all morning, too? he's up no, late at night. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I, I've kind of tried to cram all of my who in, you know, <laughs> this weekend has yeah, kind of been it. And, um, so we got up and, you know, I, I got off work really like I didn't get home till about 12.20 on Friday. So you guys were already hip deep in Unearthly Child. And I had even joked with Mel earlier in the day because I was just running ra- ragged. And she says, what about who tonight? And I was like, well, maybe we'll just watch the first episode. Because it's Unearthly Child. She goes, oh. Ug, cavemen. <laughs> I said Yeah, ug, caveman She goes, "Can we watch episode one?" And so we joked. About it. I was like, "Well, maybe watch the first episode, then we'll call it and go to bed." I didn't get home till twelve twenty, so by that point, it was like, "Ah, eh, screw it." Yeah. You know? <laughs> so we, we just we went to bed and got up and went and picked Keith and uh, Blake, Top City Batman, and drove to Kansas Head City. Headed to Kansas City, North Kansas City, North Kansas City,
1: Screenland Armor. That's what it's called. And they had this really cool upstairs loft area where they had a screen showing the built, uh, airing BBC America, and then a couple of fan-made consoles, and a nice uh, vendor booth, and a TARDIS, and a Dalek, and then a guy who- Dalek. Well, they, they had the red gold dollar from Planet Comic Con. Oh, Comic-Con. that's right. There is a, the gold Dalek. And, wow. the, and then the red one that was going around. I saw the red Dalek at Planet yeah. Comic Con. So did I. Yeah. And that was there, too. How did
0: I miss red Dalek at Planet Comic Con? I'm framing
1: red Dalek on Facebook, picture, by the way. Yeah, i got to do too. that now. I did that already.
0: Where is red Dalek? Anyway, so they had all this wonderful, wonderful stuff. And um,
1: and basically a mini Doctor Who con the entire time. Yeah,
0: it was basically a mini Doctor Who. They had caricature artists uh, where you'd go and, you know, <laughs> they had the... the Doctor's body already drawn up, and then they'd put your head ah, on it and stuff like that. Uh, the, the the homemade consoles, which they had to complete with a, uh, a wall the round with, old with old the roundels and pictures. But it was all like cardboard. It was, it was all was stuff really that you could have done at home, but it was impressive looking, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they had the Daleks, and they had us, and they had a merchandise table, which was um, what
1: was the name of the vendor? Do you remember? USA Toys? USA I think? US
0: Toys, yeah. Yeah, US Toys. Uh, was there, and then. Um, Dan, right? Dan Hill.
1: I don't remember. Oh, name. failure on my part. What's
0: the guy that does the the Tardis? Joe. That's Joe. Joe Hall. Joe Hall. I keep Joe Hall. (laughs) Joe. I'm sorry. I can't get your name. (laughs) I just saved my life. I didn't, and I know Joe. (laughs) I I, I
1: didn't realize who he was referring.
2: to. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, you knew who I was talking about. You're just as bad as I am. Uh, (laughs) I know who Joe is. I (laughs) was the one that (laughs) introduced ourselves. I've had a stroke. I have an excuse. <laughs> anyway, so, so Joe did a phenomenal he job putting this together. Was great! And, and our, our huge, huge, huge thanks to the folks at Screenland for putting this thing together because it was all free. I mean, it, you, I mean, obviously you had to pay for the stuff at the vendor tables and stuff like that, but I mean, this, and they
1: had concessions you could buy, you know, they had popcorn. They had uh, special
2: beverages. I'm glad it was free because I think they could have been in violation of something. if <laughs> They had to charge for that one. So, um, oh really? Well, you can't if you're not a authorized screen. Playing Doctor Who on the big screen. Oh. If you charge for it, you're you're in breach of uh, rights, copyrights, and so they, that's true. they had to offer them. it free so that this was just a basically everybody well, getting th- together for a party. Th- th- don't don't, don't take it away from them. It was there. free.
0: It was yeah, free, it was cool. and it was, awesome. <laughs> it was an awesome. And it was on offering. the big screen. Yes, yes.
1: And the theater was packed. I I'm, I'm, I don't know if this is fact, but it wouldn't surprise me if. People had to sit upstairs in the overflow where the they were had the BBC on the projector, wow.
0: and wow. I I did not get a picture. Then this guy showed up. <laughs> oh that, yeah, yeah, and and apparently because I talked to him, I was like, oh dude, I, I applauded when he walked in the room. It, like, oh, for those that awesome. can't see the we're picture talking about things that anyone <laughs> yeah. can't see. It's
1: a picture. It's a guy dressed in Gallifreyan guard armor. From, well, not
0: the armor, but the original Gallifreyan guard well, costume. Yeah, that's what from, I meant. Yeah, well, because armor kind of constitutes.
1: Well. Something different.
0: He's now. got a helmet on. He's has nah. armor.
1: <laughs> it's it's the no. classic series armor. Yeah. It, no,
0: from There's no armor there. It's very it soft is. and flexible. What a,
1: is it called? Huh? Technically, well, it's a
0: the, chancellery
2: a few, guard. That chancellery be, guard. that could be time, uh, not time flight. Uh,
0: invasion of time era.
2: Yeah, invasion of time. Uh, I'm trying to specifically I was thinking think of, of, of five,
1: the fifth Doctor one. Arkham
2: Those Trinity.
0: two. Yes. That. Yeah, that works too. Anyway, so it's a, it's Galfrain armor. Gal- it's not armor. <laughs> it is armor. No, guards wear armor. No, because they've now established in no, the new one that, that's that's armor. Yeah, it's time that's press that's, play that's new thing. series armor. Th- this has no armor. This two is armor. No, it's a uniform.
1: That's armor. You're wearing a helmet. You've got armor on. <laughs> it's <laughs> epic, regardless. Whatever it is, The anyway. Costume is amazing. <laughs> it is. Yeah. So uh, uh, two to one, you're up, uh,
0: Would you all like to go to the? Facebook page and vote. Oh wait, we have to go to the website and vote on whether or not the Castellan guard counts as armor or right. not. But he was at Armor Road. What well, that does count. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was talking to him. I was like, yeah, I plotted. We walked in there. I was like, that is the most awesome thing ever. And he said, the the, the helmet piece. So he just admitted that it's a helmet. So the helmet. Yeah, it has a it's helmet. a helmet. Yeah, but he'd be a hat if he wasn't wearing armor. Motorcycle people <laughs> wear helmets and don't have armor on.
2: <laughs> He's they're, also got, no, guards. They're,
0: they're also not just, guards. Lighton <laughs> wore a helmet with a, a guy stock sticking out of the front of it, and he didn't have armor on.
1: That's not a helmet, though.
0: <laughs> anyway, the helmet's original. It's an actual prop piece from the show from, the show. from 30 That's, years ago, and they built the rest of the costume amazing. around it. And it so he amazing. said the costume is basically 30 years old. And I, oh. ow, I was like, I got to get a picture of this guy before we leave. And then. Well, the guy's in his 50s or we, we 60s. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and you didn't get your anyway, picture. Anyway, I didn't get my picture. Well, it's, but, posted, up, yeah, it's posted on it. Yeah, it's posted online. So uh, I'll, I'll see if I can snake one away from Red Doll. I can post Yay. that. But anyway, so there's a lot of costumes, and a lot of people did a great job. Uh, with that stuff, and and we welcome to on. any new
1: listeners who might have picked up our flyers mm-hmm. or yes. business cards and met us at the convention. Welcome. Uh, yeah, the, uh, it sounds like he wants to do more, also. So George, it sounds like there might be those Christmas special. He said they so. might
0: do something for Christmas and anything Fingers in between, crossed, So
1: I'll go to that. I, I don't think I can go to oh. that one. I don't I think just, I. I just saw the one. Okay. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> So um, I, I don't. I don't think me watching that in public would be a good thing. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to hear that over the <laughs> sobbing,
0: blubbering, <laughs> totally sneaking the GoPro <laughs> into your house. <laughs> it's gonna be the gri- it's, You're gonna be one of those fangirls crying <laughs> internet memes. <laughs> <laughs> And then we saw the episode, obviously, and got faked out by the commercial mm. and then it just kind of started and washed over yeah just was there and it was big and huge yeah we could talk about the and cheers and tears and screams it, it was and definitely
1: and a different experience watching it in that big of a crowd
0: a lot of lost dialogue uh,
1: yeah. even <laughs> at, even
0: at,
2: even at my party there was a lot of lost dialogue. <laughs> Because people that don't watch Doctor Who ever at my house were going, "Oh, hey, <laughs> isn't that?" Of course, a lot of that's my mom going, "Is that that guy that used to watch?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, mom, shh, shh, shut up. And Caitlin and I geeking out all over the place. Oh, even Holly, even Holly, who is just a casual fan, would do a little. You know, and she laughed at all the right places, and she just she got all the. A good chunk of the in-jokes that a, a new fan can get. And so.
0: Oh, the time Timey the Puppet Show showed up, too. Yes. I saw that yes. in the pictures, too. Yeah, I cool. forgot about them. So. But yeah, it was, it was just a great experience. It and was really was. Nice. We hung out and went down and had fazolies for dinner. Yay! And then went to the IMAX to see Hunger Games, Catching Fire. But Which we'll, we'll discuss that talk later.
2: about next week. To, after we've I've got, seen it. We've <laughs> got too much to discuss. <laughs> <about>. <laughs>
1: and no news. No news. Aside from... There's no we, news? We set a record. Did you see that?
0: Uh, Guinness World
1: Record Guinness, for yes, most really countries simulcast. simulcast. Yep.
0: Actually, there was a piece of news. According to the uh, Huffington Post, in an interview with Tom Baker, he claims he's in the 50th. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I don't believe
0: him. It, 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 I saw the piece a couple of days ago, and I was going to bring it up and rub your nose in it, and I, I thought, no, happen. I'll wait. <laughs> I wonder <if> <laughs> so, wonder They were all in it, as far as I'm concerned.
1: Oh! Damn. Sean gets... I was celebrating with Oh, me. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> going to say,
2: that wasn't a surprise now, though. That was a surprise yesterday. Well, okay. yes, but we're celebrating <laughs> the fact that he was right. Ah, I yeah. was and all I'm wrong. celebrating on that, I was so glad that I was wrong. Well, I wasn't even wrong. Because I suspected it as well. I just, <laughs> the backtracking begins. You know,
1: the backtracking begins. I said this
2: that that I was hoping, <laughs> hoping. I was hoped that it would, and I'd be elated, and and I thought that it probably would, but I had was had my doubts you, you, that it would You've you always said and I had, that you had my hopes that they would be there, but I you had didn't my think they they I don't would think be.
1: any of us expected what we got. <laughs> oh no no. I don't think you even expected that who, one. Who
0: has two thumbs and knew what was coming? <laughs> Wait,
1: I, 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 no, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Were you expecting the surprise? Wasn't no a surprise. No, he announced nobody. it in nobody. Huffington Post. No, 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 no. <laughs> the other no, surprise. No, the thirteenth. Oh,
0: that one surprise. One's yes. right. No, I wasn't no. expecting that one. My but God. that's what i okay. mean. Okay, we're going to we talk about that. that. No, it's not part of celebrations. It is, but it's not. Nobody. We'll get there. Nobody no, expects no, no, the no, Spanish no, Inquisition. Our feedback. Oh, we got lots and lots of, we got feedback. Lots of feedback. we got a last-minute one on Facebook from Dan?
1: Yes. You Okay. It. okay but first, before all Ooh. of the celebrations began, <laughs> I
0: should probably pull feedback.
1: Dr. Phil sent us in some audio about Night
2: of the Doctor. Which we got after last week's show. So yes. we'll uh, take a listen to that now.
4: Hey, Glenn, Sean, and Keith. Hey, it's Dr. Phil here with some thoughts on the Night of the Doctor before I listen to any podcast talk about it. Uh, I've watched it probably, by this point, uh, dozens of times, and I mean definitely over three dozen times at this point. Um, When it first came on the web, the night before, I noticed that what the little teaser on the BBC iPlayer said was, Matt Smith, David Tennant, and John Hurt, but which one will it be? Essentially that fact, I'm not doing an exact quote. And so I put it on in the morning, I'm going to catch this before I leave for work, and um, so the opens and it's like I'm a doctor. I'm like, wait, what voice? And you see an explosion and then McGann's there. It's like, but probably not the one you were expecting, which of course is wonderfully both meta. Um, oh, it's just fabulous. Um, and as I paused, me, I'm like, what? So I rewound it to the beginning, watched the opening again, stopped, rewound to the beginning. So I didn't even go past the opening credits yet. Just the I saw the Paul McGann. Stop, go back, and then I watched the rest of it. um, Before I get into any of my detailed comments, I want to just say, love it, I'm definitely one who signed the petition for, I don't know, web web series, a season of Paul McGann, I don't care, more McGann as the Doctor, prelude to the time where I don't care, it's just he was fabulous, and I want to see more of him uh, on screen as the Doctor, and I love him in Big Finish, but more, more pre-Night of the Doctor McGann, please. Um, Okay, some details and thoughts after watching it so many times to let, let it kind of sink in, and you know, considering I I put it on my phone in HD so I could watch it over and over and over again, Um, is Sisterhood of Karn. Great. Um, I would have expected, though, since the Doctor's great at narrow escapes, that he would have actually escaped in the TARDIS. But um, the crash shot on Karn was stunningly amazing. With that kind of explosion and with the shape of the wreckage, the fact that either of them had bodies that were recognizable might, in... A post-watershed Doctor Who would probably look more like uh, Captain Jack in Torchwood Children of Earth after he blows up. But um, but that being said, that's, again, these are just minor niggles because I think overall it's fabulous. Um, I was impressed with the actress who played the new head of the Sisterhood of Karn, which had a similar name to the one who was the second-in-command in, command in uh, Brain of Morbius, or Brian of Morbius, Um And, um, so I thought her performance was stunning and began was fabulous. And four minutes, that's ages, television, book, anyone for chess, bring me knitting. Oh, perfect. I mean, I don't think we've seen him be that witty on screen since the TV movie. We've heard him be that witty, but there's something great about being able to see his face saying stuff that's that ridiculous. If anyone else noticed that he stands up kind of assessing that he's, um, on Carn, and in the background, there's kind of a cave opening to the outside with a bit of a lantern, which is part of the background. I'm willing to bet money, in the shots at the end of Name of the Doctor, when when um, John Hurt turns around. So there was, I guess, some visual hinting of this. I'm hoping, with the money spent because it looks pretty expensive, that that Carn set might appear again in um, in The Day of the Doctor. Anyway, of course, you know, Time Lord science is elevated here. You know, fat or thin, young or old, man or woman, you know, the yeah, not drive that point home anymore, um, which is, uh, but that's okay. We we uh, someday we will have a, a a woman doctor, and that will be great when that does happen. Um, or a person of color or any of that, but it's just, I, you know, I thought that was great to kind of accentuate that and the fact that that reminds us in Brain of Morbius that people use the elixir on Gallifrey to ease difficult regenerations. And the fact that they could resurrect him is like, no one could survive that crash. Oh, I did. No, you didn't. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God, that's great. Um I thought being able to say a lot with very little dialogue and reaction about Cass's reaction to the Time Lords and to TARDIS's was great. That it's like, okay, I've got a Time Lord here, those scumbags, I can kill one while taking myself out was amazing. And, you know, we always have a lot of sympathy for the Time Lords being the doctor's people and being non interventionists in the in the in the um original series. Well, except for the CIA and all of that, but um you know, for the or manipulating the doctor to interfere and and such, but I thought that they say a lot with very little time and very little dialogue, which I think shows to kind of the storytelling style of the new series is that you can say a lot without saying much, and I'd rather have that than long expanses of nothing going on, um, even though I would have loved for this to have been another fifteen minutes longer um, the cleverness of showing what probably was a photoshopped shot of John Hurt circa around when he did Alien Um, in the reflection was nice because I've heard people complain online that it's like, oh, we didn't see a full regeneration. Well, John Hurt is old. And, you know, I'd much rather, I thought that was much neater and cooler to see a vague reflection of a younger John Hurt since we're going to see him old in just like a week now. You know, I thought that was was more cinematic and interesting than just like, okay, let's do the John Sim regeneration again. Um, I just thought it was nice to have something a bit different. And McGann, of course, saluting um, many of his big Finnish companions, but not all of them, um, was, was, was was kind of nice. You know, Charlie, Karis, Lucy, Tamzin, Molly, leaving out Fitz, Mary Shelley, um, um... Benny S- Summerfield, and... You know, but I thought if it went that far, I'd be getting a little too in-jokey. I thought having his primary companions was, was exactly what needed to happen. Um, Although, it might have been really funny if instead of saying into Cass, I apologize if he'd said, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Would have been a kind of nice little in-joke. Um, But that's not a complaint. That's just a... You know, as as you watch it over and over, you just start to think about all the subtleties of flavor and what you might, you know, in your imagination tweak here and there. But I... um. I think it's it sets up what looks like a very exciting 50th anniversary special. And um, I think that uh, more Paul again as the Doctor on screen. And it would be really bloody nice to actually see him in the 50th. But I think with having this turn in his character... And I don't know if anyone else feels this way, but didn't this, the idea of him turning to want to be a warrior seem a little bit sudden, kind of like Anakin Skywalker in Episode 3 turning to the dark side? Um, minus that, um, so that line, I think everything else that came out of Paul McGann's mouth was just simply golden in this story. I mean, he's just he obviously has some great chops as an actor, and and he also says very little, or says a lot with very little, you know, does a lot through body language and expression, and um. I think that we are in for a good treat. And if any of the rumors have uh, recovered who um, are to be believed, then I think the next few months might be particularly exciting. And we might all be a great deal financially poorer, but richer in Doctor Who. So anyway, hope you guys have a good one. And I hope you enjoy it and look forward to hearing your thoughts on the Night of the Doctor. And by the time you probably get this, which is late, uh, the 50th. Okay, bye. Thanks,
1: right, Dr. Phil. Yeah. I agree with most of what you said. I was going to say, here, here, because... I don't know if I agree with the last sentiment about him suddenly choosing to be warrior. To me, it came across as, well, he didn't have many other options, and the blood of of Cass on his hands was just enough to finally push him to go try to put an end to the conflict. It certainly
0: works
2: well within the frame of the story, but I
0: also look at it...
2: the seven minutes. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you had to do it. That way. Well, the, the, the first half dozen times I watched the special, I thought, eh, this was kind of quick. But I didn't care because Paul McGann was on my screen. The second three dozen times that I watched it, it really kind of began to go, no, I'm okay with it because mm-hmm. I, I, I agree with you. It's kind of, knowing everything that we know about Paul through the big finish and his doctor and his era and everything, this was like, like you said, it was just that one last thing. That one edge.
1: last death because of the time war just pushed him into being part of it. He's already resolute to go down with the well, ship. Yeah, and, and the fact anyway, that, well, so. he's already dead, too. So yeah. he could either die or try to go do some good, right. despite being a fighter. Right. So, Agreed. Everything and else, I, I hope, though, I, love though I agree. I that he uh, brought
2: up what you brought up about last week uh, about the should have been totally mangled bodies and <laughs> not much left. <laughs> <that, but laughs> so it did bother somebody else. Almost, equal. Hey, I threw it out as soon as I thought. No, <laughs> no, not going there. Very good. Well, thank you very much for that feedback, Phil. And of course, Phil got it in with it on time this week. <laughs> yes. So we have his um, feedback for the day of the doctor. Now,
4: Sean, Keith, Glenn. Hey, it's Doctor Phil here, sending in a variety of feedback today. I guess. Um, firstly, I'm going to start with. I'm going to work backwards. The Five-ish Doctors reboot um, parody that Peter Davison directed and wrote um, is on the BBC website and is worth a great laugh on how the classic Doctors, um, McCoy, McGann, um, Davison, and Colin Baker attempt to get into the 50th special. It's really, really funny. Um, and it's it's probably it's a good half hour worth spending with some great cameos, even from a certain Peter Jackson, which is which is stunningly awesome. Um, also, the we'd already had the night of the doctor, which was great. We had the we had the last day, which was really it didn't really add anything. It was fine. Um, I'm sure many of you have seen. The 50th special in the theater. I got to watch it on my phone because it, because I was just able to grab it to catch, watch it before a concert I gave tonight. Because I'm driving back to Chicago. It's after midnight Saturday night, so I guess it's not the 50th anymore. Um, anyway, um, but I'll be seeing it on in the theater on Monday, so that'll be very exciting. And everything I'm going to say, I'm sorry, it's going to be royal with sp- spoilers. Too bad at the end. Um, John Hurt Tardis with roundels, yay! The Hurt being able to be the Doctor again, yay! There's a whole lot of good in it, and I think the the Zygons are kind of very incidental to the whole thing. And it's great that that um, the Brig the Brig gets a shout out near the end of the story. Great the the I don't know Chekhov's painting being an important plot element was great. Um, I thought that was a lot of fun and very original, that we finally get a representation of, of Gallifreyan art after the comments of computer drawings with Romana and City of Death, that we get something kind of a lot more exciting in that realm. Chemistry between Smith, Hurt, and Tennant were a great deal, and I love the fact that, that, um, that I don't want to go from David Tennant is kind of retconned into the I really don't want to go to Trenzalore to the end of the story. That was great. And, I th- and even after the resolution of the story, the thing that kind of hit me in the stomach well, the first one was when all of the doctors converged on Gallifrey, including the 13th. We have a shot of very bloodshot looking eyes from Mr. Capaldi, but that's okay. It looked very dramatic and very cool. Um, if anyone noticed when John Hurt was regenerating at the end of the story. Anyone notice that they photoshopped part of Eccleston's face onto him as he was regenerating? They didn't do the whole thing, understandably, and I think that was fine. The, um, I think the entire thing showed really, did, did exactly what it needed to do. At the very end, that he's, you know, I could be a curator, I could be the great curator. Yes, I just think you might. And remember when I heard that voice, it was the same sort of punch in the gut um, that I felt when McGann stepped onto the Night of the Doctor. Um, Long time ago, back in the 1980s, even though I'd read the Doctor Who program guide, read synopses of stories before I saw them. You know, talk about being a a total spoiler-holic, I guess. Um, I was crushed when we got to Legopolis and um, Baker departed the role of the fourth doctor. Well, I felt like part of my childhood came back in a really weird sort of way. and um, I found that deeply personally satisfying. Not just my fan genes going nuts, which, which they were, but just that it's like that was my hero as a kid and he's there looking at the newest version or the youngest version or whatever of of our hero on screen great stuff and um, looking forward to where the show will be going next and I think that's what Stephen Moffat really succeeded with this and I can't wait to see it in a theater I'm really looking forward to that I want to hear what you guys have to say about that um, Queen Elizabeth all of that was was quite humorous um, I thought a lot of the stuff with the bunny rabbit and the fez at the beginning was thoroughly lightweight but it's in the way that Doctor Who does it and I, I'm not trying to say that's a gripe, because I think that there's so much heavy stuff at the end of the story that it really does kind of make a great deal of fun. So you get some, some silly, some serious, some gravitas, some heart, and um, a salute to, I think, one of the greatest shows ever made. So anyway, looking forward to hearing what you folks and all the other listeners of Traveling the Vortex have to say, and... Oh, I wanted to make sure to talk about An Adventure in Space and Time. I was really impressed by it. I thought that recreating the Howl Around for the opening and closing credits was a lot of fun. David Bradley as William Hartnell was very, very good. And I'm sure you might have already seen some of the deleted scenes that showed Mark Gatiss as the third Doctor so they can get a three doctor sort of shot. Um, that, was, that was, of course, very cool. There was some videos also that went of online of some of the recreated scenes. So recreation of the the great speech of Hartnell wishing Susan goodbye, of the opening version of the first story when they enter the TARDIS for the first time, of the Doctor's regeneration—all very, very cool stuff. And all those extras. There was some neat document. There was a neat documentary that followed that was mostly hosted by. Um, Caroline Ford talking about William Hartnell, which was which was great and very touching. I think the whole thing was very well done, and um, I, w- I found it very very moving in a way I didn't expect to. And at the end of the story, when Hartnell is very you know stiff upper lip and like well you know decided mutually that you know to depart the role, and hopefully this will lead to more interesting stuff for him. Just breaking down and saying I don't want to go was, you know, at the beginning, he just seems like a really irascible, difficult person. But as the entire thing unfolds, I mean, Verdi Lambert's story is very compelling, Boris Hussein's story, but just William Hartnell is just such a sympathetic person in the entire story. And I, I, I really wish um, that we might get more of this sort of thing, because that was uh, beautiful, simply beautiful and a touching tribute. And at the very end, um, when... That special person was doing their cameo across the TARDIS console from him, and even put his hands on the TARDIS console like Hartnell does in Tenth Planet. You know, it's, it's a sign of Doctor Who's past looking forward to Doctor Who's future, whereas Day of the Doctor was the Doctor Who's present, looking back and honoring its past, and several of its pasts, all the way back to the beginning. Even the opening shot of using the opening titles from the first doctor and having a police officer walking by Cole Hill School, great. Great, 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 great. great. So anyway, that's enough for me. I'm sure there's plenty more that folks want to hear from others. So anyway, keep up the great work, guys. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.
1: Thank you, Phil. Thank you, Phil. A lot of good points in all of that, too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: We're a little misty-eyed, Phil. <laughs> oh, br- I brought, br- brought it all up again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, anything else you really want to touch on, Phil's stuff? Nope, let's just... Let's all right, on let's the first truck. Yep. We got lots of <coughs> other feedback, so let's go w- first with Kirk. He says, Day of the Doctor review. Vortex crew. My review of day of the Doctor. I gave it 13 stars. Kirk. P.S. Sorry for the long feedback. <laughs> Smiley face. Agreed. Thank you, Kurt.
2: Thank you, Kurt.
0: Glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully we'll get to talk with you more and get a little more in-depth later. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Up next, Holly.
0: Holly writes, Day of the Doctor. Hey, guys. Wow. What a story. My eyes were glued to the TV right at the start of the opening credits. I love they used the opening title sequence from the first Doctor's era. The doctor's reaction to unit moving the tortoise with him in it was classic. Don't you knock first? I liked Kate's daughter. The comment on her scarf by the doctor was nice, and you could see the pride in her face by the compliment.
2: Can I jump in here real quick? Yes. I don't believe that was it Kate's was daughter. daughter. It was not Kate's daughter. It was. Excuse me, mum. Mum. Yeah. That's ma'am. In, yeah. in the UK, the, the, for a lot of people. So, she, I uh, I think Caitlin asked me too. Is that her? Uh, is that her mom? And I said no. She's saying mum, but it's ma'am. Like. Out of respect.
0: So. Yeah. It's like, sir. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, her name was. Well, Os- you've already retconned. Osgood. That her, her name is Osgood. So obviously, she's she's, she's, she's uh, related to the uh, <coughs> sergeant from. The, the De- Demons. technical
2: Demons, yeah. Scientific technical sergeant from. Yes. The Demons.
0: So. Demons. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary to you. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, I was very happily surprised that they used Billy Piper as the moment slash Bad Wolf. The interactions between David Tennant, Matt Smith, and John Hurt were fantastic. I could go for another 10 and 11 story. The artwork that the Time did represent the Time War was fantastic. The use of the Zygons was good. There was so much good stuff going on, I've watched it a few times. I'm trying to type down most of my thoughts, but I'm sure I'm going to miss a few here and there. The scene with Ten and the Rabbit in the Woods with Ten thinking that he was a Zygon, had me chuckling. And I know there's a couple of Monty Python Doctor Who mashups on this floating around on Facebook. (laughs) There was also another one called The Unasked Question in Plain Sight. It shows a picture of Ten and the rabbit with a speech bubble saying, Eh, what's up, Doc? (laughs) Okay, back to the special. I love the ending with all the doctors working together to freeze Gallifrey. The ending in the museum when Eleven thinks he'd have made a good curator, and hearing Four's voice... And then seeing him, and having him tell them the actual title of the art piece that they're looking at is Gallifrey Falls No More, had me tearing up. I can say that I enjoyed this special a lot, and it's going to get a lot of repeated viewings. The Adventures in Time and Space docu-movie was fantastic as well. Everyone behind it did a brilliant job. Well, I'll wrap it up here. I'm sure there's quite a bit of feedback to be listened to. Looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on these specials. Holly.
2: Thank
0: you, Holly. Oh, wait. Holly's not in Wisconsin anymore. Oh, she's not? Apparently not. She
1: She hasn't for a while, I don't think. Uh, She did include the picture that she was talking about of Tenon. But if you go and Google it, I'm sure.
0: Tenon the Fluffy Bunny. We'll put it in the show notes. Tenon the Bunny. Because I like making England do work.
1: (laughs) Up next is Chrissy. "Mm, What's up,
2: Doc? That's the one. You didn't do it right. (laughs) 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 Alright, next up is Chrissy. And Chrissy writes, I don't want to go back to my real life. <laughs> Dear Vortex boys. Oh my Gallifrey. Where do I even begin? The opening credits, the sign for Foreman's scrapyard, Cole Hill School with Ian Chesterton listed as chairman of the school eee! governors. Look at the Cole Hill sign. It it's there. <laughs> I actually caught it the first viewing. I did too. <laughs> yep. Clara, a teacher at Cole Hill. Unit airlifts the TARDIS to the National Gallery. Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, the girl with the Doctor Who scarf. Man, I totally flipped my lid before the story even got started. I agree. (laughs) The best I can say about the day of the Doctor was that it was a perfect balance between total fan wank and a great story with a lot of depth and heart. There were all those nods to the past. I would dearly love to get a close-up look at that board at Unit with the Doctor's (laughs) Companions. But more than that, it feels like Stephen Moffat was tying up loose ends that knew who has left behind and connecting everything together. Between this and the Night of the Doctor, all the gaping holes where the wilderness year, but left by the wilderness years are being sewed, sewn up nice and neat. And not just sewn up nice and neat, but sewn up well. There is a sense of wanting to do this story justice, and with respect and love. And really, I think it succeeds." Of course, there will be the usual complainers about this or that. It wouldn't be Doctor Who without at least a few fans grumbling about something. But on the whole, it was a beautiful tribute to the heart and soul of Doctor Who. What has made this show last for so long and what would undoubtedly keep it going for many years to come. And a big hand for Clara Oswald, everybody. Anyone notice that she's the one who saved the day? Again. Ten and eleven were totally prepared to help the War Doctor hit the big red button and burn Gallifrey to the ground, and Clara told them no. She couldn't picture her Doctor destroying Gallifrey, even though she certainly knew it must have happened. It's the sort, sort of the same with the Eighth Doctor. I could never, ever picture him fighting in the Time War, which is why I was glad the Knight of the Doctor gave us his regeneration into the War Doctor. But even the War Doctor wanted to be forgiven for all his misdeeds, so even there, it's not fair to pile on these horrible things on one incarnation of the doctor at its core the day of the doctor is about forgiveness and regret and wanting to change mistakes in your past and the doctor has had 400 plus years to think about his mistakes and how he could have done things differently if he'd only had thought of it at the time and clara impossible girl that she is was a catalyst for everything coming together she inspires the doctor to think of a better way to end the time war. In essence, the Doctor rewrites his own history, but still keeping the timeline intact. I don't know how that works, but (laughs) neither does anyone else. It's science fiction, it's all hypotheticals, just go with it. It's like a boomerang. The timeline went out one way and came back for a do-over. But that doesn't mean that that it never went out the first time to propel the Doctor to think about how to fix things. With all this in place now, I'll, it'll be interesting of what kind of doctor number 12 is going to be. I'm not screwing around with the numbers. Stephen Moffat said, well, they're keeping the numbering system the same, and I'm not going to do any any different. If 10 was the man who regrets and 11 was the man who forgets, now that the doctor's forgiven himself, what is 12 going to be? From what we have seen of him, which let's take a minute to realize for one fleeting second that Peter Capaldi was in the 50th anniversary special. He looks pretty darn awesome. So did all of the classic Doctors, and they recorded new lines for most of them. I distinctly heard Peter Davison's voice, mostly because I was (laughs) listening for it, but even the first Doctor had new lines, something about calling Gallifrey, which I know Hartnell never said a word about, so that couldn't possibly have been lifted from an existing story. They must have gotten a sound-alike voice actor for the part. I'm sure I hear Sylvester McCoy couldn't pick out Colin Baker, but I can't imagine he wasn't in there somewhere. All the doctors showed up to their own party. By the time, by that time, I was laughing and <laughs> I was laughing and sobbing mess. I could hardly stand it, but it was just so wonderful. <clears throat> and then, and then, what do they do? <laughs> but they get Tom Baker to make a cameo appearance as the curator, which. Oh, which is he an alternate version of the doctor who retired to earth to keep the art gallery for unit at the at that point or at this point who cares I know I've often said that Tom Baker isn't my doctor but I know what this means for the show and the people for whom he is the doctor and I know that he's only come back to the franchise recently after having kept it at arms, arm's length for so long I was so incredibly touched by the scene with Matt and Tom I don't know how else they could have ended it better Sorry. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of this. Sorry. Okay. Oh, wait. Maybe by showing the 11th Doctor stepping out of the TARDIS into a semicircle with all of his past lives looking up to Gallifrey and talking about how he's finally going home and smiling away at the prospect. End credits. With the Doctor as having been played by 12 different people. That was amazing and incredible for all those wonderful superlative words that basically mean... All the fields. <laughs> so now, the Doctor has to go find Gallifrey in whatever little pocket universe it's been stored away in. Hope it doesn't take another 50 years. Remember, the Doctor said he'd been cut off from his own people clear back in an, earthly, oh, wow. an Unearthly Child. Yeah, I know. He went back from time to time later, but never to stay, and he always seems to run into the bad time lords. I really can't wait to see the kind of direction they take this new development. It's opened up a new corner of the story to explore. We've had enough of the last of the time lords. Let's see where this takes us now. Now, after all the awesome of the past few days, how do they expect me to go back to regular life? Oh, I'll manage it, I'm sure. It's just going to take some time. Big fandom hugs to everyone, Chrissy. P.S. I knew Billy Piper wasn't going to be Rose Tyler as such, and I really like what they did with the Bad Wolf character. This is something Moffat would just love playing around with. PPS. When are y'all going to talk about An Adventure in Space and Time? Because I've got plenty to say about that one, too. P-P-P-S. Gallifrey Stands.
1: (laughs) Chrissy. Which Chrissy did send in feedback about An Adventure in Space and Time. So we'll read that next. She did. She writes,
2: uh, No regrets or anxieties. Plenty of happy tears, though. (laughs) Dear Vortex Boys, before I launch into this, I just have to thank Sean for getting back to me so I could send in feedback for this. And I also have to apologize for hijacking the podcast because I got long-winded with this. So sorry if if I take something that one of you guys was going to say. Well, it's quite alright. Um, <clears throat> as tough as it was to write feedback about the day of the doctor. I think writing about an an Earth the child, excuse me, an adventure in space and time is going to be even tougher.
0: It's going to be even tougher for Glenn to read it. <laughs> <coughs> Are
2: you sure be, you want to read this one? <laughs> I'll be right. Because it's a standalone, one-off tribute story and not part of any ongoing storyline. And it's based off actual events. The fact that these things happen to real people gives it such more so so much more weight. It's weird, but going into this, I felt like I knew the stories and the facts about how things happened because I've had so many interviews and things from the I've heard so many interviews and things from the people uh, who were there. But it's so much more real to watch it unfold on screen. David Bradley was perfect for the for William Hartnell. I mean, he looked great in the publicity pictures, and so did the rest of the cast. But once you start hearing him speak, it's just like you're actually watching the events unfold. I love seeing his relationship with his family. His interactions with his little granddaughter were so great. I love the part where he's telling her about playing the Doctor and she asks something like, does he make people better? That concept has come up quite a bit in recent years in Doctor Who and it's neat to see that was acknowledged at the very beginning. The scenes where they recreate various episodes of Doctor Who were fantastic. I love the stuff that they, uh, with the failed pilot of an an unearthly child, it showed how tough it was to film in the 1960s, but it was also a great way to show how many more obstacles that particular episode had to go through to get ready. The recreation of the Marco Polo set was so fantastic, as was the part where they were filming the Reign of Terror. I've heard so many stories about how the first TARDIS team because of the close-knit family even off screen and it was great to see that dynamic in the special it was especially cute with the scene of bill getting after carol ann for spending her money on clothes and things but then he sent her flowers flowers to apologize for being so gruff on her gruff to her i did like that they showed carol ann leaving the show all the companions changeovers were treated so well Except I was kind of sad they didn't get to show how upset Hartnell was when William Russell and Jacqueline Hill left. That would have been a good part to put in. Agreed. Oh, well, can't have everything, I guess. There's always going to be something you wish they could have done. And I absolutely loved Jessica Raine as Verity Lambert. I admired and respected Verity before I saw this, but the performance just made me love her even more even though she was described as having piss and vinegar in her veins, <laughs> and it seems like that was a prerequisite for getting anything done at the BBC in that kind of atmosphere at the time, she still was kind and caring towards others, and Jessica Ring struck a perfect balance. My favorite scene was when Verity was in Sidney Newman's office to convince him that the Daleks was going to be a great story, that it wasn't just about these alien robot things, but, there, but that there was depth and heart to the actual script and it was something worthy of what they wanted Dr. Who to be. And then later, when she sees the kids on the bus playing at, at being Daleks, man, how great was that. <laughs> she was finally justified in her decisions and everybody knew it and nobody was going to write her off as the young and dumb TV producer anymore. Speaking of kids as Daleks, don't get me started on the scene in the park with all oh don't get me started on the scene with the park with all of those kids where all of those kids came up to William Hartnell while he, wa- he and his wife were going over his fan mail. Cutest darn thing ever. <laughs> I read somewhere that they got permission to film in BBC Center before it closed down, and they actually refurbished parts of the building to make it look the way it did back in the 1960s so it looked authentic for filming. I don't know that they would have gotten the same feel and look to the story if they had just been recreated sets. I would agree. The amount of research that went into getting that time period just right is so evident throughout this movie. We are calling it a movie. Or a special? I have no idea. The TARDIS set is fantastic, and I love the part where the designer was just throwing stuff together because Verity was pestering him about it. If that's how it really happened, I will laugh, especially considering a little conversation 10 and 11 had about the round things in the Day of the Doctor. I know I'm running long here, but the ending. Oh, my gosh. The ending. The ending. I mean, I'd shared crying, I started crying when Sidney Newman told Bill that they were going to replace him, and I was positively bawling when he bent down to turn the central column on the TARDIS console for the last time. But it was such a nice touch to have Matt Smith come in and just look at William Hartnell across the console, not saying a word, but just with a look of, This is what you started, and we're still doing it. Your legacy is intact. For a show about time travel and how change became such an integral part of the Doctor Who mythos, I think that was entirely appropriate and a great note to end on. Dang it, I'm almost there. (laughs) (laughs) You can do it. Mark Gannis knocked this one out of the park. It was perfect and lovely and brilliant and all those great adjectives that basically mean it was good. Half the time I didn't know if I should cry or laugh, so I ended up doing both. If the Day of the Doctor was about setting up Doctor Who for the future, an adventure in ti- space and time was all about paying tribute to the past, and they did it so beautifully. Also, the people who give out TV awards in Britain had better be paying attention, because if this, this thing doesn't get some shiny recognition coming its way, it's a sin against creativity. Chrissy.
1: Agreed. Here, here. It <clears throat> definitely many, many Baptists. <coughs> Excuse me. That's who gives them, right? Now, whoever, who, well, there's all kinds
0: of organizations. Yeah, so whoever gives TV out the shiny right. awards, and based on our past experience with announcing awards, I expect three years from now we'll be hearing something about <laughs> uh, how well an invention space and time did.
1: Ooh, I wonder if it'll. It could actually be nominated for an Emmy too. Yeah, it was on I BBC could? America. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was on. Oh yeah, I did it yeah, on BBC America. America. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Moving right along, up next is Rachel. <laughs> Rachel writes, comment, question, hello, Vortex game. Everyone follow my instructions. I'm just gang now. <laughs> Slowly. Breathe in, breathe out. Breathe in, breathe out. Okay, assuming everyone is still alive and coherent, where do I start with my reviews? I guess the easiest would be going in airing order. An adventure in space and time. What a beautifully produced docudrama. I really got a good feel for each of the people involved, from Sidney Newman and Verity Lambert all the way down to William Hartnell's granddaughter, who seemed to hold her grandpa in very high regard. I know as docudramas that things are written so that some things are probably emphasized more. But it was still heart-wrenching to see how bad Hartnell's health got towards the end of his run on Doctor Who. I was touched at the end with Troughton watching as they were getting to film The Regeneration, and Troughton mentioning... How nervous he was. I'm sure he realized what big shoes he would be filling. But I was happy to see that Hartnell approved of his successor. And the end with Hartnell staring across the TARDIS console. And and seeing an image of Matt Smith's doctor. Oh my, the feels. Matt standing there looking at him. Was his way of saying. I know you don't want to leave this job, but it's okay. The show will endure and you will always be the doctor. Just beautiful. The day of the doctor. Oh my word! I'm still not sure it has completely sunk in what happened. I was to a. I was I. I wanted to applaud Stephen Moffat and kick him in this at the same time. What a brilliantly written anniversary episode. We got action. We go adventure. We got intrigue. We got so much fan wink. I still don't think I've caught it all. Just saw a sc- screen cap. From inside the Black Archives with River Song's high heels from Time of Angels. And apparently River Shoes are considered a weapon. (laughs) I believe it. Uh, I'm sure there are people that will find faults. But as far as I'm concerned, it was perfect. There are a few things that bother me, mostly with the Hertz Doctor mentions Bad Wolf Girl. And Ten freaks out because... But then it gets dropped. Since both Hurt and Ten were going to freak the entire experience, I guess it didn't really matter. I really would have loved to have Tom over, or offer Matt a jelly baby, <laughs> but I thought that might have tipped the hand too much towards Tom's character actually being the fourth Doctor instead of leaving it more ambiguous on who he was. And speaking of Tom, we were <laughs> at a screening of about 100 people, fans of all ages, when all the Doctors showed up at the high command, we all went nuts. <laughs> and when the clip of Chris popped up, we went even more nuts. When Capaldi's face, well, eyes and forehead appeared, it got even louder. When Ten showed up, or Tom. Th- oh, Tom showed up, I thought people's heads were going to explode, myself included. Seeing Tom, they're talking to Matt, I was in tears. I knew about the spoiler from earlier in the week, but being the realist I've been going into the 50th, I knew anyone and no one could have shown up, <laughs> all things considering... I really loved who they did get. Regardless of what people may say, what people may think of Eccleson, he's an adult that can make his own choices. Although, if you look closely, when hurt starts to regenerate, you can just make out Chris's eyes. And the story. Let's not forget about the story. Gallifrey stands! I love that they found a way to bring Gallifrey back. I really hope this is where they are going with Capaldi's doctor. My, mo- my knowledge as far as Big Finish canon falls into the TV canon. But if Romana and Leela are still alive, I would love to see them brought back. And the Rani, too. I I would love this, to see the Rani as a villain against Capaldi's Doctor.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Last but certainly not least, the five-ish Doctors, a.k.a. the Fish Doctor.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: what a hilarious special. I think Chrissy called it Dimensions in Time Done Right. That's a good description. <laughs> That's a really good like description. <laughs> I loved all the cameos. Uh, And the team of Peter, Colin, and Sylvester together, they are so funny. And now I really want to visit the Doctor Who experience. I can't wait to see what Peter and Colin have to say about it at Chicago TARDIS. I would love to see a sequel showing their reactions to Paul McGann getting his own (laughs) mini-sode. Yeah. And, and, And the reaction to Tom actually being in the 50th. I think that's all I have to say for now. I'm really excited to see the Day of the Doctor Again, but this time in 3D. I'll just finish by saying that I am so very happy to be a Doctor Who fan, and that I go into the show, and that I got into the show when I did. Here's to another 50 years, Rachel. Thank he you, Rachel. Here, here.
0: We live in interesting times.
1: We sure do. Let's do Alex. <clears> Thanks. <throat> Up next, Alex.
0: Alex writes, 12, no, 13. Hey guys, Alex here. And, ah, the thing! And then the other thing! And then the round things! I love the round things. (laughs) I'm completely lacking any comprehension at the moment. I've just watched the special for the third time over, and intend to watch it several more times over the coming week. Whilst I'm sure there will be aspects that can be criticized, plot holes that can be retconned, and clever little details missed on the first few viewings, Right now, I'm still in too much of a state of euphoria to do anything but cheer repeatedly. Capaldi! Baker! Moment! Synchronized TARDIS flying! <laughs> <coughs> I apologize for the brevity of this feedback, and of my last few feedbacks. I've been super busy with Nano Rightmo this month, but I promise I have lots of very clever and interesting things to say about the 50th, and an adventure in time and space. And the five-ish doctors. I just can't think of any of them right now. I'll get around to unloading all of my mindless gibbering into your inbox eventually, <laughs> I promise. Until then, looking forward to hearing what you guys have to say about Day of the Doctor, all 13 of him. Happy traveling, Alex.
2: All right, and then next up is? Brittany. Bryn- Brenda. 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 <laughs> and then we got Brittany, too of them. Yes. Okay. Dear Vortex Gang, a stroke of genius is her subject line. Dear Vortex Gang, I was all prepared to send all sorts of feedback last week, weighing in on the Tenth Doctor and offering my insightful observations about his character flaws and how they make him such a complete character with a believable and relevant story arc, and then life reminded me that, as much as I love Who, there are other areas of life that sometimes take a front seat. I had a stroke. Yes, I'm serious. I was at a symphony hall on Saturday night preparing to sing a concert when my right arm suddenly lost all function. Other than that, I had none of the usual symptoms, facial paralysis, slurred speech, etc. But a doctor friend in the chorus convinced me that a rapid response was wise. So, while one person called the ER, my friend whisked me a couple of miles away to the nearest hospital and the stroke team went to work. I know that sounds overly dramatic, but there's not really a nonsensical way to convey this news. The incredible end of the story is that, thanks to a miracle medicine that they've that dissolved the blood clot in my brain the stroke was halted before it did much damage i was in the hospital for three days two of them in the icu after which i was able to drive myself home and resume all of my normal activities the next day wow i'm doing some occupational therapy to recover full function of my hand but it's getting better every day and i expect to make a full recovery very soon and to show what a hopeless hoovian i am one of my first thoughts, as I lay in the ear on last Saturday, was I've got to get better so that I can still attend a 3D screening of the Day of the Doctor next week. Thankfully, this was exactly what happened, and I spent yesterday afternoon in a movie theater with hundreds of fellow Whovians enjoying the best birthday present ever. <coughs> We were all seated in the theater about 90 minutes before the start, so we had plenty of time to play with our Sonics, stage cosplay mini-scenes, cheer, predict, and bond in general. During the show, every time there was a companion or a doctor sighting, or a funny line, or a callback, or a clever plot point, the entire audience responded with pure delight, and it made it so sweet to share the day with a bunch of strangers who aren't really strangers. Their family, possibly the largest family in the world, I was in tears for almost for most, excuse me. I was in tears for the last ten minutes of the show, and I wasn't alone. The three d was beautifully done and really added to the variety of the, the vitality of the show, excuse me. Prior to the start, there was an introduction done by Matt Smith and David Tennant. They talked about the three d elements of the presentation. They teased each other about the various things appearing much more poignant in three d. David warned everyone to watch out for Matt's Chin. And he commented on David's wrinkles. (laughs) (laughs) It was a perfect foreshadowing of the delightful fun to follow. Then immediately after the show, there was a behind-the-lens feature, narrated by Colin Baker, that was part of Doctor Who Confidential and part of a video birthday card featuring birthday wishes from just about everyone you could wish for, including Chris Eccleston. I've been looking for it to pop up online, but so far, all of the posts seem blocked in this country. I'm sure it's just a matter of a short time if it isn't already available by the time you record tonight. Well, I haven't seen it I haven't I seen it
0: I would expect, yeah. though, after tomorrow's yeah, showings the that they'll probably unlock it.
2: Yeah. I started making a list of the wonderful moments I wanted to comment on. But when it got to a second page, I just stopped (laughs) typing. (laughs) Let's just say that I loved every single one of the 75 minutes. I especially loved the way that Moffat took every opportunity to poke fun at the show and the fans, but do it in a loving and accepting way. It's just the way we all are. So get over yourselves. One reviewer commented that it was like Moffat had minded the comment session all over had mined the comment sections all over the Internet and then put it all in the script, treating everything as tongue-in-cheek, while still managing to spin a fantastic story that answered questions, advanced the plot to the future seasons, and ticked all the boxes of what everyone wanted. And I want to take a moment here to thank all of my friends here at Traveling the Vortex, because all of you have taken me on a trip through Classic Who as well as New Who. I feel I was able to enjoy the show on an even more meaningful level. All of the other extra content that was that has been cropping up just adds to the enjoyment. I love the, Mike Gatt, the Mark Gaddis docudrama and burst into tears when Matt popped up at the end. Looking at David Bradley slash William Hartnell with those wise and loving eyes. I even knew he was appearing in the show but still cried. Still, David and Matt walk out together onto the stage of the Graham Norton show, holding hands was so sweet. Seeing Seeing David and Matt walk out together onto the stage of the Graham Norton show, holding hands was so sweet. And I really enjoyed their hilarious double act that was a continuation of the magic of the Day of the Doctor. But the best extra content by far was a tie between The Night of the Doctor and Peter Davison's witty Five-ish Doctor reboot. You have already squeed adequately for Night of the Doctor, so suffice it to say that I agree with everything you said. As for Davison's piece, I laughed out loud for 30 minutes, then went back and watched it again just to catch what I had missed the first time. Talk about tongue-in-cheek. I'm so glad that Moffat embraced the idea and gave them a budget and access to everything they needed to make the magic it became so Sean was right and I'm thrilled (laughs) I always had a similar amount of hope for the anniversary but it was even better than I ever thought possible in terms of traveling the vortex evaluation it was a giant Dun, dun 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 I am a happy Whovian and a proud one as well and I'm excited for the future of the show to put this feedback into context this past week may have begun with the stroke but it ended with a stroke of genius. I was going to say that I hope that Moffat naysayers in the universe will just shut up now and trust that he knows what he's doing, but I know it will never happen. So instead, I choose to ignore the negative Nellies and just focus on how much I love Doctor Who and how much joy it brings me. And I look forward to hearing everyone's reactions to this week's Pure Joy. One month to Christmas, Brenda in Atlanta. Brenda, I am so glad to hear that you headed that off and that you're doing well are doing and doing well you've got and the, and yeah. the wise advice to head it off early and that you're recovering and it sounds like you're recovering very nicely. So, um, you know, prayers, thoughts, meditation are with you, are with you uh, on
1: your recovery.
0: Because we don't want you to be a space buffalo. <laughs>
1: He can, he
0: can say that. I can say that. I can say that. i
1: Sean sometimes has moments of. I, grace buffle, so. You don't want to be me, Brenda. So. <laughs> I hadn't read your feedback in advance, so I'm just kind of speechless at everything you just said. Yeah, and happy it's birthday amazed. as well. Yeah, or wait, talking, maybe it's
0: not her birthday. She was fiftieth anniversary birthday. Maybe oh, that's what she meant.
1: I think that's what she what meant. Well if it was your birthday, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Her birthday was last <clears> month, wasn't
2: <throat> it? I thought it was. Oh last
1: yeah. It's the same yeah, moment. okay.
0: So I'm, I'm yeah. So never mind. Never mind. No, no, no. <laughs> oh wait. A very merry unbirthday to you. <laughs> I'm just glad you're doing okay.
1: Yes. Absolutely.
2: Alright, we'll wrap it up with two big ones from Brittany. Three. Uh there's
1: Dan's feedback
2: Dan came in on oh, Facebook. Oh, yeah, Dan did
1: come in on Facebook. We'll, 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 we'll do his last. We'll do his last. Okay. And well, before we get to Brittany's, we'll do a really short one of Scott. Oh, yes. Who said, Wow! I don't want to be a spoiler, but... The curator! Not a perfect perfect story, but I'm happy. <laughs> Brittany writes in and says, Why is there never a big red button? <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's been a while since I last sent him some feedback, but I'm back. It's been over 24 hours since the day of the doctor aired, and I'm still squeeing over it. I swear I use that word too much. But it's true. I have already watched it one, watched it two times and watching it for the third as I type this out. I loved everything about the story, especially at the end, but I will get to that later. This feedback may not be the most orderly or intelligent piece of feedback, but my brain is still not working properly. So I'm going to do this in list form to help my thoughts. The Past I loved all the huge and subtle callbacks to classic Doctor Who, such as the opening titles and the theme. Then the policeman showed up walking by the I.M. Foreman scrap merchant sign and then Cole Hill School where it said that I, Chesterton, was the chairman of the governors. We are still getting to jokes, 70s or 80s, (laughs) which (laughs) never gets old to me. Also, the file that Kate Stewart asked for had the name of Cromer, which was the place that Brig thought they were transported to in The Three Doctors. That's ah, what that is. Okay. I still didn't even catch in my second viewing, what, he, what she said. Um, I can't forget about reverse the reverse to polarity bit. <laughs> we didn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I love the bulletin board with all the pictures. I want a picture of the full board. I'm sure I missed and forgotten, and or forgotten others. I'm sure someone will mention the ones I didn't. The Doctors. First off, I've forgotten how much I love David Tennant as the Doctor. It makes me want to rewatch his run again. I absolutely love multi-doctor stories, so I was excited to see Tennant and Eleven interact. And they were great together. I know it probably wouldn't happen, but I wouldn't mind seeing more stories of them. Then the War Doctor popped up, and it just got even more better. I loved it when he thought Ten and Eleven were companions. <laughs> I loved the banter between the three of them. I also wouldn't mind seeing those three together. I adored the bit with the timey-wimey. And then we get towards the end when the three of them are about to freeze Gallifrey, and, and we started to see and hear all the past doctors. Not sure about the other ones, but what the first doctor said was new. Then we hear, No, sir, all 13. And it was Peter Capaldi! How awesome was it that he was in the 50th! And they said their catchphrases, Geronimo, Z. oh for God's sake, Gallifrey stands. (laughs) I love the bit when Hurt is regenerating and he says, I hope the ears are a bit less conspicuous this time, which made me laugh. I kind of wish that we saw Eccleston, but I'm not too distraught over it. Then the end with all the doctors standing together, that was beautiful. Tom Baker. was pretty much Night of the Doctor all over again. We just heard his voice before we saw him. I was, I recognize that voice. Talk about serendipity and seeing how we watched Bray and Morbius just two days before. That conversation between him and Eleven was just beautiful and made me tear up. As much as I was excited about seeing him, I bet it was not squealing as much as Glenn and Sean.
0: Bad wolf. I was crying too much could be <laughs> squealing, or I, I I was blubbering. <laughs> but that's the blubber started early, so are you wiping a tear away? A little bit. Oh <laughs> uh, we're sobbing messes this week. What are we going to do like, the if they were cancel the show? Like, <laughs> we won't be able to go on. Oh,
2: we'll all be on Suicide
0: Watch. <laughs> the BBC came on with the logo, and it was just the color bars, and it was all
1: <laughs> uh, Okay, <laughs> Sorry. Bad Wolf. When they announced Billy Piper was returning, I didn't know how, and I wasn't even sure I was really going to like it. Don't get me wrong. I love Rose, and I thought she was a great companion. But I was afraid when they were going to bring up, bring back the whole the Rose and Doctor romance, which I had enough of that. Then she revealed that she was the interface of the moment, in the shape of Rose. No, sorry, Bad Wolf. I like that. I like that only Hurt could see her and hear her. You can't see Sean B's applauding. I'm. Yeah,
0: we'll get there.
1: The balance between the seriousness and the humor that is one of my favorite things about Doctor Who. You can be laughing with pure joy and the next second your heart is breaking. I was laughing through a good part of the story, but I always start to tear up any time they mention the children of Gallifrey and the conversation between the curator and the doctor. I was going to talk about Queen Elizabeth and the Zygons, but I think this feedback is getting long (laughs) and so I would let other people talking about that. I will mention that I like the storyline. Though they didn't exactly tie it all up. There is so much more that I wanted to talk about. A bunch of little and huge things, but it is getting long, and I'm sure others will mention everything I did. Sorry if this feedback was all over the place, but I did warn you. Until next time. Brittany. P.S. I wanted to plug my blog for a second. I wrote a post about why I love Doctor Who, and she included a link. So go read that. Yes. She also sends in feedback about an adventure in space and time. And she writes, C.S. Lewis meets H.G. Wells meets Father Christmas. That's the Doctor. So, we have been hearing about An Adventure in Space and Time for over a year now. I know some people worried about it, but I never was for three reasons. One, it's about Doctor Who, which means it will at least be good. Two, it was a docudrama, which was I always enjoyed in the first place. Three, it was written by Mark Gatiss, for whom... Whom for the most part writes pretty good scripts. So I went in thinking I was going to like it. I came out loving it. I think everyone did a superb job on it. I <clears throat> couldn't peck up they couldn't pick a better person to be William Hartnell than David Bradley. I think he did a pretty good job cast they did a pretty good job casting everybody else. There are a few I'm not still not sure about. I loved watching the growth of William Hartnell, especially when it came to children. At the beginning, you could tell he was the most fond... He wasn't... I, I think I'm supposed to say wasn't the most fond of kids, but that changes throughout the story. I'm not sure how accurate that was, but it was still neat. I loved, it. I loved it when they kept going back to him and his granddaughter, and the scene in the park with the kids was just too adorable. I smiled at the part when he gave Carol Ford all those flowers <laughs> as an apology for being rude to her about, her, about spending money. It was heartbreaking watching him... Start to, uh, suffer from arteriosclerosis. Arteriosclerosis. yeah. That word. (laughs) Even, even though I knew he left the show due to his his health. I started to cry when he broke down in his living room. When he told his wife he didn't want to go. And the tears didn't stop. The rest of the story. Tears didn't stop the rest of the story. They got worse when he was filming the last scene from The Tenth Planet and looks up and sees Matt Smith's 11th Doctor just standing there. Some people probably were annoyed at the scene, but I loved it despite the mess I became. I've said this before, I think, but I've always loved William Hartnell. But after this, I love him even more. This story may have have been mainly about William Hartnell, but a huge part of it was about Verity Lambert. She was amazing. She was also determined to bring Doctor Who to to life, despite all the negatives and problems that went on. I loved her interactions with William Hartnell. It was really sweet. I also loved the friendship between her and Morris Hussein. I knew she left during William Hartnell's time, but that still made me feel sad. I guess that's it. I want to say more, but I I kind of started 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 this one late, and it's probably getting close to your recording time. Just one thing before I go please tell me we're going to do the story for Friday Night Hue in the future. If not, I would gladly host a Who with Friends with this story. Until next time, Brittany. We certainly should do that. Maybe next year for the 51st anniversary. <laughs> That's what we should do.
0: Well, last and certainly not least, we got in some feedback from Dan, who writes, uh, wrote to us on our Facebook page, if it's not too late to send in last-minute feedback, I'll keep it simple if I can. Earliest week, I downloaded the Big Finish Light at the Inn special. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched the surprise mini Night of the Doctor. I freaked out and punched the air with McGann's return to the screen. My wife and daughter watched An Adventure in Space and Time. It was a wonderful homage that even Heather and Lexi were glued to the TV. My wife even said the same thing that Glenn posted. I'll watch the older episodes with more appreciation now. I fought back a tear or two at Susan's Farewell and almost lost it at the fireplace. I don't want to go. Very well done. Last night, it took me two viewings to catch the whole episode of Day of the Doctor. No more diapers. My son challenged the solemnness, perhaps scaredness? Sacredness. Mm, Sacredness. No, too much, of the episode. I had missed the first and last 20 minutes of the show, but when the replay came on, my wife and daughter rejoined me. Again, we were spellbound. Again, I punched the air with 12 TARDISes, dropped my jaw when the 13th joined in, the very telling eyes. My wife snickered at me as I failed to hold back tears when the curator entered the scene. Was I tired? Nah, just too happy. To see Tom Baker back on the screen with his cryptic background was almost too much awesome. How can they possibly top this? Of course, I said the same of the five doctors. (laughs) Then finally, last night, as I waited for the third viewing day... I watched the special episode, The Five-ish Doctors, with Peter Davison, Colin Baker, and Sylvester McCoy. Not failing to mention all the guests that had any involvement in Doctor Who and are still breathing. This was just the irreverent humor I needed to finish the night off. I still need to rewatch it just to catch all the gags I missed while laughing. To see everyone's involvement in this was heartwarming. Am I gushing too much? Perhaps. But this was a well-played anniversary that deserves it. Fans will nitpick it enough later. But for now, let's just enjoy the reveals of those well-crafted secrets. I know I'll hit the replay button more than once before the Christmas special. I'll wrap this up as Heather and I are counting pennies to see if we can get to Chicago TARDIS this weekend. Odds are in our favor right now. Hopefully, we'll see some fellow Vortex fans there. Dr. Phil? Thanks again, guys, and I'll check in with you later. Gallifrey stands. (laughs) Dan.
1: Thank you, Dan. Yes kind of like England prevails. <laughs> <laughs> it's our new England prevails. Well, let's begin our reviews. Yes. First up, we're going to do The Last Day. Yes. What would you guys think? Meh.
2: Meh. <laughs> it's uh, not that it was, I'm that it was it, meh. But. I'm glad it was where it was as far as how it dropped. The, the, because the problem I, is it could
1: never top Night at the yeah, uh, it it,
2: yeah, it did. They, they set the bar very high. I think, though, that I think something that I focused on was, it was, we went from that and then we just kind of went through that, you know, now we're waiting, because that was like last Thursday that we got, you know, Night of the Doctor. We were going to have to wait another, you know, like nine days before we got to Day of the Doctor. And so when that one dropped on iTunes, ironically enough, um... I watched it, and it was one of those. I, I, I kept expecting more from it. I kept expecting more from it, and then it really felt like just like a video game. In fact, the, gra- the, the special the effects weren't yeah. even that great. But the more that I sat there and I thought about, it, I thought, you know, this is that little wet your appetite. This is to let you know that hey, the time lore is the time war is in full swing here. Yeah, and it was. I think it really, I think it really shows the brevity of what's happening on Gallifrey. And I did like the fact that this is Arcadia, and we've heard about Arcadia before. We've heard about the fall of Arcadia before. And so to see that impulsive, even so much the, the arrogance of, you know, they, they won't get through here. There's this no is, way they can get, no get through here. And so just, it, I it really lent l- some brevity to what was happening on Gallifrey at the time. And so I much appreciate the piece for that. And I'm also glad it was very short agree <laughs> uh, but but that's what I came away from it uh, first going yeah'm not sure that was all that great and then just kind of letting
1: it sink in and thinking you know what I appreciate that for what it is i I, th- I thought it was a great setup more let me get on a build on top of the time war stuff we got in night of the doctor it's mm-hmm. it's still setting the stage of how horrific all of this has been and kind of whets my appetite for a first person shooter who game <laughs> they can do it now. <laughs> Republic Commando. Nay, it'd be who's Republic Commando. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's pretty much all my thought. No,
0: um, it's not that it was bad. Um, I, 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 I agree with you guys. It, it just it, it, it came out and had had this been I got just enough of a chill when he said Welcome to Arcadia that I was like oh, but that's really the only chill that I got because well obviously we know Arcadia Falls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I, I, I love the, the, the kind of tongue-in-cheek stuff with the should anything truly violent to you actually happen like in the event of your actual death the filter will fade, go red and you know, then we'll upload it to your families you know, because everybody wants to see your final moments and then red oh, well now we know I guess, I guess you don't have to send letters right, right. Uh, on Gallifrey to the families um, but I mean, it, it, was, it was clever to see that but I think the problem and maybe I'm in the minority on this one but the, for me the problem was you know that I've kind of been not a big fan of Let's Show, the Time War, in, in general. And so I think we got the little piece of it, in I the Doctor, but that was mainly, you know, that was Paul McGann. That wasn't Time War stuff. And we got a good chunk of it in Day of the Doctor, even though we didn't know we were getting it at the time. I I almost feel like we didn't need this, other than to emphasize the word Sky Trench.
1: And Arcadia. <laughs> and and Arcadia. For those who didn't know it You was. know, and, and,
0: and, and kind of give us that bit, but... Um, really,
1: that's, what, that's that's really what it per- serves the purpose of, yeah. is establishing that and where now, if, what Arcadia this is. This is the
0: funny thing, though. If this special had come out, like, two years ago, that we had just... Here's a mini-sode, and it just popped up randomly as an Easter egg somewhere, we'd have been a god.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. We'd oh. have <laughs> just been blown
0: <laughs> away. But the fact that it's coming this week of all weeks, it's kind of like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. can't get excited about it.
2: Yeah, pretty much. There you go. That's all I have to say that's, about that. <laughs> all right. That's all I have to say well, about that. Let's step away from the uh, storyline that's been weaving itself this week, and let's uh, approach uh, an adventure in time and space, space because and time. that or space and time because <laughs> that's the ne- that was the next thing, that's that, the next that, thing that came there.
0: down uh, this week.
2: So,
0: um, Sean, you want to start? Oh, um, I didn't get to see it until late because we, we did did. Like I said I was I was working and everything. So we went, did our stuff. We watched Day of the Doctor. We stayed in Kansas City. We watched Hunger Games. Then came home, and Mel's like, "I'm tired. I'm ready for bed." I like, "No, I've, I've got to get this watched because I might be able to get up and watch something tomorrow morning before I have to go to work." And then we're recording the podcast after work. I'd really like to watch Day of the Doctor again, but I have to watch Adventure <laughs> Space Time because it's on my homework list. So if we watch it tonight, maybe tomorrow morning before I go to work, I can rewatch Day of the Doctor. She says, "All right." So even though she was exhausted, we booted it up and um, and played it and immediately fell into the story and just glued to it. I know everybody has had rave, rave, rave things to say about um, David Bradley. And I could do nothing but add more heaps of praise to that. The man looks like William Hartnell. He sounded like William Hartnell. He mannerisms acted. It was just so well done. Um, let's get him under contract now let's start planning <laughs> some first doctor adventures I don't care let's do this um, the sets were phenomenal the rebuilding of that when, when I first saw it and I mean it was funny to see how the, yeah boop, 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 here punch out the little things and there is mm-hmm. but then to see it that they built it and they built it full size including that weird glass display case with the computers that inside in of it the that, we, that, you know, that we all went what is that uh, just awestruck The 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 uh, it was indescribably beautiful, mm-hmm. that set. And chills. Um the acting team was phenomenal. Brian Cox I love Brian Cox in everything. Mm-hmm. I am unabashedly a Brian Cox fan. But his <laughs> Sidney Newman was, was fantastic. And just everything that came out of his mouth. No bug eyed monsters, no robots, no and just that yeah, that's him. I don't care. I've never met the guy. That's exactly <laughs> in my brain, that's exactly mm-hmm. what Sidney Newman mm-hmm. was like. Um Brash Canadian. Yeah. Verdi Lambert. Whom I've always admired, from the standpoint of getting the show on the air, from the standpoint of not really knowing much about her, but just the fact that she was a woman in the '60s that had to be tough in in this field. I nailed it. I, they just, yeah, sure. There's no doubt in my mind. That's exactly how this went down, and I have so much more respect for her now than than uh, you know. Uh, just amazing. Um, I'm a little upset that I, I, you know, didn't find a way to get to Long Island. Who this past week to go see Wars Hussein? Mm-hmm. No, because he <laughs> was he wasn't there. Oh, that's yeah, right, he canceled last he minute. Cancel. Yeah, yeah, where's he at next? Is, is it Chicago Tardis or is it Gallifrey that he's going to be at? Mm, I'm not sure. Maybe he's going to be so. Anyway, I, I was was well, good. I don't I don't feel bad now that I missed him. <laughs> but I, I'd like to meet. <laughs> I this I feel guy bad now. that I
2: missed it because it was a really good pun.
0: But well, exactly. <laughs> I don't feel bad that I didn't miss him. Right, well, I, what got I Um, But, yeah, it just made me want to watch it. And and just the whole thing, and and it unspooled, and this... I I love that they kind of picked some of the seminal moments of that show to to really... Okay, you know, obviously we get the big, big chunk of of Pilot with Unearthly Child and the caveman joke about he doesn't want to black out his teeth. (laughs) And done to get on television. I whitened my teeth to get on to TV. And then then the cutthroat nature, I'll do it. Yeah. (laughs) But...
1: You know, so and, and everyone's bemonal over the fact that this is a caveman story. Yeah, <laughs>
0: nobody wanted to do caveman stories. Believe us, we've watched it. We didn't want you to do caveman stories either, but all right. And then the Daleks and the fight to get that done. And then all of a sudden we're Marco Polo and then Reign of Terror. and then. Which
1: you guys have done such a great service of. I recognized every single episode we went through of his run <laughs> that they showed. Aside from Tenth Planet, but I know enough of Tenth Planet. That I recognize. It I was still. I
0: was I was happy for that. I think there was actually I think there was one that I didn't recognize that fell somewhere between Web Planet and and later, but I, I couldn't tell you now for sure what it was. But it was just it was just a story that I went. Uh, I don't think we have watched that, yeah, <laughs> but it was it was just enough of it that a, I loved how they they did that. Where and and the the, the TARDIS console being your timepiece, yeah the uh, clock yeah. came up yeah. was such a cool touch. the Eurometer. Yes. Um. And seeing, and, and then the quick montage shots of the new crew standing outside and and doing yeah, all that. doing the publicity, the publicity stills was photos. a nice
2: way to really kind of circle through there and show the time passing. Well, that and, the, and just the, the the distance that that Hartnell becomes from each one of the, oh, yeah. the passing crew because the companions yeah. keep
0: getting younger while he's getting visible. Right, older. right. I mean, yeah, just just so well, so well done. Um, I love the fact that they actually shot at Television Center, and Mel and I both commented on the fact. It's like, why would you sell that building? <laughs> because it is gorgeous. It yeah. is a very cool piece of architecture, and it just it's got so much character. I can't imagine not headquartering out of that. But eh, okay, I'm not the BBC. Um, just everything about it was well done. And then, I mean, obviously we, we touched on the, the kids in the park and him leading them. We've got to get back to the doll, and he starts shouting, and they run away, and I just, oh, just so just
1: his. What what sells the story is William Hartnell becoming softer and warmer throughout the mm-hmm. entire thing. Because he is really not likable in the first scene, for no, several isn't. scenes. Yeah, first several and, scenes. Until he starts acting. And then, even then, filming the unaired pilot, he was so gruff and so frustrated with everything... But he had such a great point of, I need this cassette because I need to make sure I'm flinching the right buttons at the right time, and I'm not reusing kids buttons. kids that. Yes, I loved that bit. Mm-hmm, I did too. And just his entire growth through it, it was phenomenally well done.
2: I think the beautiful part of that moment, too, was the fact that they had sold him because he had that sparkle. That was, that was the words they used, was that sparkle. Yes and when verity realized and he was he was coming and down on himself, saying, I'm the, him. I'm the wrong person for this i'm the, I, you know that i i can't do this i shouldn't be doing it and when she said him down said she's totally sold it back to him saying no it, it is it's everything you have doing everything right but it's my fault because we didn't we don't have that sparkle that sparkle that you talked about it was just it was um that was amazing That was just yes. like wow what this, what this show is, what this movie was, was this was a wonderful, heartfelt thank you and admiration and acknowledgement of what all of those people brought to this show. William Hartnell, Verity Lambert, even worse, was who, who, who often Sydney are Newman. underappreciated. They really are, and I think they're overlooked, and I think this one really gives everybody their due and their, their thank you and appreciate, and it honors everybody in such a way and then as keith said i think what it does is the the best thing it does is it, it shows the progression from hartnell's character or, uh, yeah from hartnell all the way to for, through to his his run it's all it's so a, of
0: a parallel because yeah. you see hartnell's well, impact on dr who the show but then you see the doctor's impact on hartnell the yes. person absolutely
1: absolutely yes, that's a great analogy.
2: and uh, the just I lost my train of thought. I had something else, and I can't remember what it was. Um, but anyway, no, I just I think it, there was so much heart put into this, and 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 everybody did a fantastic job, and just uh, uh, the actor's name escapes me now. The played Hartnell, um, David, uh, David Bradley. Thank you, David Bradley. Bradley um, just if he doesn't get an award for this. Oh, he, I will be sorely mad because yeah. this it, it, this was just. Of anybody, he, oh my gosh, he he put everything into this story and did such a wonderful job. And and the short not only
0: the the, the deterioration of, of of Hartnell as it went on, but the frustrations that he suffered after everybody had left him that he didn't oh, have I any noticed. of the, yeah. that, that core group there, mm-hmm. and he's you know. Okay, we ready, Bill. You don't get to call me Bill. You can call me Mister Hartnell. Maybe later, you know. And he's not being prickly about it. He's being very precise. He's like, look, you haven't earned that yet. And I get that. I, I totally understand where he's coming from.
1: And and then the and then trying to correct the them. Yeah. Morris.
0: Well, but but and then after everything's gone, and he's he's trying to. We want you to do this. I can't do that. The button for that is over there. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you don't know what you're doing. Why isn't the Console up and down. Mm -hmm. Doesn't anybody? Never mind. I'll do it. And crawling down on the floor to do it. I mean, just that whole frustration. That had to have been tough. Oh yeah. To go through that on that show. I mean, be like you and I shooting a tough grit, and then all of a sudden, Dave, Lori, and everybody else were gone. And a whole new production team came in, and we were like, "That's not how this works." Well, guys. The, the most wonderful <laughs> just,
2: thing about that is there are so many stories about how Bill was so hard to work with, and that he was very rough, and that it was it was difficult. This kind of
1: shows why. This
2: really kind of explains why. Yeah, it was it was tough to work with him, and it was and it it, it all had to do with the the illness and the frustration and the new the new crews. I think the other thing that it does nice is it it. <laughs> I think so many times people want to, especially Hartnell fans, want to vilify that next group of producers that came in, and I don't think you can do that, and what this story does is it shows the problems that it created, and makes that change the antagonist without vilifying any of the individuals, Agreed. and I love that, I love how it was handled that way,
0: and in, in in a lot of ways, mirroring Doctor Who itself, that, you know, it's not Peter Davison's fault that he replaced Tom <laughs> Baker. It's mm-hmm. the nature of change. It's yeah. the fault of the yeah. show itself. Wait around. You'll get one you like later. Well, we I got a buzz. We
2: got a super buzz there. I don't know it's if weird. somebody's sending or receiving any information here, but I'm aware of it. Right.
0: Apologies. Um, and then, okay, how about we? Hmm. Sorry. We, we've got to talk about the end.
1: hmm Mm-mm. With the the very end, With Matt.
0: All, oh, but yeah, <laughs> the whole the whole lead up to it. The
1: Just oh, uh,
2: before we, we, we get there, I'm sorry, I'm glad yeah. that it ends where it does. Yeah, because after seeing a lot of the stuff like from the three doctors, and it seems like there was a lot more story they were going to tell. Oh. And I think when it came down to editing this, this it, it, it's encompassed I it's a, perfectly yeah. and ends at the right place. And so I'm glad that it didn't go on beyond where it did, because I think that was the perfect touch on how to end this story.
0: Yeah, Mark Gaddis can write An Adventure in Space and Time 2 and release it next year and do all the, all the Patrick Trout and stuff. <laughs> well, oh, the nice thing I would is watch
2: it. <laughs> there's a wonderful little piece that that, that is out there. I do not know. I think it showed on the BBC. I don't know if it showed on BBC America, but that kind of follows up with what happened post the the um, mm. tenth planet. planet. But uh, it's real footage, and, and and maybe even the behind the scenes that that was released might include uh, that. might include that as
1: well. Hmm. So we'll have to wait for the DVD release on that or Blu-ray. And before we jump to the end, I also want to point out that I think the people who they got to do Ian and Barbara and Susan. Did a really good job with their roles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Especially the woman who played Jacqueline Rayner. That's her name, right? Jacqueline. Mm-hmm.
2: Barbara. Barbara. Yeah.
1: Barbara. And Carolyn Ford did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. I, I, I could totally it, they're almost the same mm-hmm. to me now. No,
2: I agree. I yeah, thought the was, guy that played Ian was fine. Yeah, he did a good job. It was it was it was really
1: and, and I kind of agree with Brittany that it was a little sad that we didn't get to see the impact their departure left. We saw the impact of Carol and Ford's mm-hmm. departure, which was lovely mm-hmm. and really well done, and I didn't, never thought of it before, of just the impact of everybody leaving him, and I, it almost feels like that would have been an even bigger punch in the gut, because it would have been Carol and Ford, Verity, and then these two, all in a row, and that could have, I think, almost sold it a little better. Uh they did they left out. no they left because the it was during no it was during the web planet wasn't it
0: yeah her growing away party they had guys in moth suits
1: that yeah. was Was. that's right yeah you're right absolutely I just
2: think I, that, well that, that, it was wars first then it was very yeah. Nice. yeah. well wars, well, and wars Susan. Susan yeah but wars Susan
1: very they, they they did a good job with it I, I just feel like they could have had even more of a gut punch and made it even more relatable I don't mm-hmm. know
0: uh, I don't think I could handle it.
1: <laughs> maybe that would have been too much.
0: You, you needed to come back onto that. Do 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 happy music, and here's the new group out in front of the television center taking those photos. Yeah, <laughs> that bittersweetness to it. Um.
1: Okay, going into the departure, we we talked before about how his health contributed to it, and I I just assumed okay he started getting sick and had to leave. I had no idea that maybe. His Sickness started affecting his performance, and then they kind of had to say, Hey, you gotta go. Yeah, I never thought of that.
0: I know we've we've joked um, about being on holiday, <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I, I honestly, I almost regret some of those jokes now. <laughs> I really do. Well, part, the time we fan. joked
1: about it was before he got sick. I don't know. No, we've, I, was it, it, wasn't wasn't yeah, there? were was several.
0: Of them. I mean, he was out for whole episodes, and uh, Story, I, mean, yeah. it's, it's, See, I, I don't
1: remember really joking about it. And, it's neither here nor yeah. there. He was well, on a holiday. Just, I mean, <laughs>
0: well, yeah, but I mean, still, it, it, it's the unfortunate combination of his illness and that production schedule because there was mm-hmm. no season. Yeah, right. it, was yeah, it was just
1: on. nonstop,
0: right? You know, right. so every day in that environment on that stage, which I'm sure was filled with asbestos, <laughs> you <laughs> know. <laughs> Um, doing that kind of work, I, it, and 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 as he continually pointed out, the technical galvery gook that you know mm-hmm. he had to spout off, um, it, it, it had to be it had to be grind. And uh, you know, props to the makeup department for mm-hmm. showing that progression in the, you know the lines on his face and yeah. as as he really aged throughout it. But um, you know, kind of. I don't know if they could have if they could have accommodated that, if they could have given him a break and then come back and gone to a different shooting schedule or something like that. Or if it had been closer to what an American series would have run where they would have done yeah. so many episodes and then had a break off for the rest of the year and then so many episodes. I, I don't know if he would have, you know, he certainly would have thought about sticking around a, mm-hmm. a heck of a lot longer. But even when he went into Sydney's office and said, okay, something's just got to change, it just... Oh, Brian Cox, you're gonna be the bad
1: guy now, aren't you? Mm-hmm. And here it
0: comes, and then he laid it on him.
1: And and you could tell he didn't want to be the bad guy about it either, which made it even a yeah. harder scene to watch.
0: Which is interesting because well, you really get the impression he very easily can be the bad guy. Oh yeah, through the whole thing when he yeah. tells Verity, "Be a producer or else." Right. Well,
1: but at the same time, he 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 came up with Doctor Who, and he's been championing it the entire time. He's he's trying. He has to try to play both fields yeah. mm-hmm. of being the TV exec and having this passion of Doctor Who and right. getting it going. Right, That balance was really well. Well, here, uh, and
2: there's almost that moment of hope there when William Hartnell's sitting there telling Sidney Newman that, you know, think something's got to change. And and there's almost that moment of light on uh, Sydney's face as though, oh, uh, maybe okay. he's going to tell me he's ready to be done. Yeah. yeah. But then he launches into, you know, just – The change is really kind of benefiting him in such a way that he can deal with it a little more, and then so then you just see that (laughs) that whole hope from Sydney's face just kind of wash away. And and then you're that's when you go, You're gonna have to be the bad guy,
0: yeah, it just melts. Um, thinking about Patrick Droughton, oh, yes, he'll be good, (laughs) as art wouldn't in it, yeah, and then to, to, to 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 front end the bit in the fog where he pulls up and there's an honest-to-goodness police box there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the emotional weight of that hitting him, and you're kind of lost going, what's going on? Because we, we really start there, and then we get a flashback, and then we get a further flashback to the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Right. But t- to start with that and then come back to that moment and go, oh, mm-hmm. oh, <laughs> uh, oh, that that, yeah. that was rough. And then the fireplace scene. Yeah, that just fireplace scene was a one. And damn you, Mark Gaddis, for using <laughs> that line, <laughs> which has now become synonymous with "I don't want to go." You know, something bad. I'm happened.
2: glad he used it because it put it more of a real world s- perspective really as opposed yeah. to a, a meta perspective, which it does in Day of the Doctor. Day of the Doctor. Yeah. No, uh, um, no, 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 no. In the time when he says it. Oh, it's, because they're because back there. it's there's a two fold. Oh, there's I see what that you're the character not wanting to leave and Matt not wanting to leave or uh, David not wanting to leave. But to put it in the hands of, of a character that yeah. really doesn't want to go. Yeah. That really worked for me.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I'm not saying it didn't work. <laughs> you know, by that point Melanarit everybody...
1: <laughs> like that line again? Why are you making me feel this way?
0: <laughs> and then um you know, we immediately bounce off of that with a humor shot of the Cybermen standing around waiting, and you know, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Smoking a cigarette, <laughs> <laughs> you can go up in flames. <laughs> and then he comes out in his last appearance and has love, to turn I, on I, actually, the console. Before
2: we get there, I love that line that he says. You know, I told him that that uh, they who uh, was talking to Trouton and he said, or yeah, to Trouton and he says. Um, I told him they'd hired the best man in, in in the country for the role. And Trouton says, well, and so he couldn't show up? <laughs> yeah. Or they couldn't get him. They couldn't, they couldn't get him. I told, couldn't them, get
1: him. I, told them, I told them to hire. Yeah, I told them yeah. to hire the best in the country.
0: He couldn't, he couldn't be here. He couldn't
1: be here. Another great thing I liked and I never uh, thought of was the doctor missing up Ian's last name wasn't in the scripts. It was just Hartnell just getting it wrong constantly. Yeah. There's a lot of flood lines
0: that we've kind of just wrote off as part of his um, charm, yeah, and, and, and you know, part of his character. And it was almost, just no, it
1: was just down to production, and they could not redo it. Yeah, I knew that. Though, so. I, never, yeah, I never, I never, I never, I
0: just, I, I never really thought much about the behind the scenes part. Like four edits. No, I
1: think that you've reached I think four, that, and they catch it oh, Really? I think well, and that and then later they write it in to make it a joke.
2: Yeah, I think Hartnell, the I think Hartnell plays off a lot of stuff. He did better when I watched the episodes than they really conveyed. I think they they conveyed it for the importance and the impact of the film, right? No, they, no, no, no. I, in, I because I think, because it, yeah. he, in fact, he makes a joke of it in uh, the Romans, where he calls him uh, Chesterfield, and. Uh, Ian makes a comment about that and he's and he corrects it to Chesterton, but he does it in such a way that it's it's a joke. Yeah. And so Well they, get, they do the, the same um, thing with the Daleks. <laughs> you get the impression that they
1: and what did what did they write? I don't remember the writing anything. Well like Ian just chastised them saying, My uh, Chesterson, my name's Chesterson. I right, assume that right, might have right. been in the script. I don't think it... no, I don't, think, don't think they wrote was? that in. I <laughs> think that was William Russell fixing just <laughs> That's
2: everybody
0: everybody else You don't remember All these people Are not just television actors They're stage stage actors
2: actors. And when you're a stage actor You have to be ready For anything Because you can't stop There's no other takes And so that's That's how you deal With that Uh kind of thing And because of the nature Of Doctor Who And how they were Shooting television At that time And you didn't You know Got four retakes That was it Four edits That's it that was how they did it, and I think that. And but I think William Hartnell comes across to being able to do that in a lot of the episodes. You see him flub because he will fix it in such a way. Yeah. yeah. I thought that one of the most beautiful things was the moment when his granddaughter says, "You said, um, what was the line? Glove instead of L- glove instead of drugs. Yes." Yeah. And she said, and, then she f- "And he's almost about to fest that. Yeah, I messed that up. I goofed. I." I I got that long run. And just before he says it, she says, and, but th- but that's because you couldn't touch him, right? And it was like, he just lights up like, yeah, that sh- it doesn't matter to her that yeah. it was a flub. It doesn't matter to the her The magic that of the he, show is the still working. The magic is still working. And it, it was, oh, it was such a wonderful moment. In fact, I think it was the first time I teared up a bit. It was at that <laughs> point. I was like, wow, this is... This is going to be... And,
1: that, a and that's moment. a great statement, not just for Doctor Who, but for television entertainment in general, that... The little mistakes, while fans nitpick them in the overall scheme, don't matter. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we'll make it magic. Well, let's talk about the Matt Smith cameo because I think there's a divided. I think there's a there's a uh, fandom divided on whether that was gratuitous or whether it was necessary.
1: I thought it was, I, thought nice. it was fine. I sure knew it, it was going to be in on. there, though. I so. think it spoke. Oh, no, announced, like, said it several days ago.
0: Oh, I see. I've been off the grid. I didn't and know. I was
1: too. I thought
0: it spoke to... I don't
2: remember if it was something that was said in here. or One of you guys said it that it 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 really was the the look that gives William Hartnell's character in this docudrama the j- assurance that he has made a mark yeah. on the show, even though he's leaving. Because it was that was the hardest thing for him, is that he was Doctor Who. This was his lasting legacy. He was the man who played army roles all the time. He was the man that played older all the time. This was a, such a markedly different piece for him that he would finally get his, his fame and recognition for. And he felt like at the end that that was being yanked away from him. And so I think that moment in the film works because it's the uh, reassurance to Hartnell that you've cemented a legacy and you're, you're the reason every uh, everything that will come before or will come later. I, I it was a, it was a wonderful moment that didn't exist exist in reality, Well the, but works so well for the, that the, we know the frame of this story. That works it's, so it's, well for the frame of story. It's a
1: docudrama, not a docu
0: uh,
1: A documentary, huh? yeah.
0: We don't know that it didn't actually happen.
1: <laughs> well, what it was was a, a Abraham a, Lincoln
0: might have killed vampires. A
1: live action interpretation of the meme mm-hmm. of the picture of Matt, uh, Eleven saying "Mr. Hartnell, and, yes, sir," and then a picture of all the doctors and saying "Let's thanks for getting this party started." Right, yeah. and that's what it actually, is. It really that's is simply what it is.
0: It just to have him. Okay, I'm ready, and he gets down and he starts the TARDIS up. <laughs> so apparently, that's his job now. <laughs> <laughs> and then to come up, and all of a sudden, Matt Smith was there. And Mel and I both were, we, we were just, we were taken aback. It was kind of like, what? <laughs> I mean, and, and initially my, 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 first thought was, well, that's really self-serving to throw that in there. And it wasn't until after it was over that it, it kind of mellowed on it. And, and it was like, no, 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 no. That was perfect. That was exactly mm-hmm. what you needed there to show that. Yes. It's still relevant. Yes. You started it and look what's happened now. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, yeah. I totally come down on the. I didn't like it at first, but I totally come down on the side
1: of it. Yeah, it had to be there. Agreed. All right. Well, anything else on this?
0: I cried. I did too. <laughs> I, um, I, I, I I think
1: all the fields. I I I I really enjoyed it. I think you and Brittany and Rachel and Chrissy hyped it too much for me. Because <laughs> going into, during Friday Night Who, they were hyping it, and the oldest was so amazing. And I'm I don't kind of glad I it. wasn't part of it Well, it doesn't help that, then, that but... you're one of the few on that stream that's disconnected, and when
2: I was trying really hard not to <laughs> make references. Well, yeah. And I think the girls were doing that, too. They, yeah, they were trying but not we just, to, but we just, can, were just all kids. You just yeah. couldn't do it. Had and I had it watched it like, um,
1: earlier that night, I think I would have enjoyed it a bit more. Yeah. I think going into the 50th, I would have enjoyed it more. I was like, but <laughs> how, how do you follow up the Day of the Doctor? You just can't. So you watched it
0: after
2: the
1: <laughs> Yeah, Day I of watched Doctor. it
0: after, oh. too. See, well, I, in a way, I almost think that... It, it's a nice bookend. It really is. I think it really worked well because of the fact that Day of the Doctor is such a... It's a nod to the past and an acknowledgement and all that. But it, it, for it's, me, it firmly lounges Like Stephen Moffat said, we're looking forward... And I really think "Day of the Doctor" lays that groundwork for where we're going. So then this one is all pure. Which is why I think it works
1: better. to the past. That's why I think yeah. it works better. Looking. Uh, see, I, I, I think it's a this. nice.
2: I think it's a nice setup to "Day of the Doctor" because it's a. Oh, let's not forget where, where we Easton, came yeah, from. Agreed. And, yeah, and then some. here's the big
0: celebration. Yeah. Who's that? I think it. And where better. we're going. I think it works either way. Yeah. But James said the same thing because I went into work today and James like, so you, you, you saw it yesterday? And I'm like, yeah. And he says, well, that'd be really nice if we could talk about it. And I said, yeah, because I don't know what we're doing. He says, well, fortunately for you, I saw it. And I was like, oh! And, so, <laughs> and then other, other employees came in and I had to, I'm going to apologize to you guys right now. Doctor Who's 50th anniversary was yesterday. They did the 50th anniversary special. James and I have both seen it. We're going to geek out on this all day long and you're going to be really <laughs> tired of hearing about it. And they're all like, Oh, it's going to be that day. I said, Yeah. yeah it <laughs> is. By the end of the day, Andrew, one of our newbies, took home Series 1.
1: Oh, yeah. I got him to rent it, and he's, he's
0: going to give it a try. Because so, he's curious. I,
1: I lent my mom Season 1. She's Did watched the right? first four episodes. Okay. Already. was mom. like a week ago.
0: Go, so. Mom. But yeah. I'm All right, let's move on.
1: Those. Let's. Uh...
2: Rachel wants a really long podcast, but I'm afraid I'm not going to, have to be able to accommodate her, because
1: we need to get through this. And get the feels are too exhausting, Rachel. I can't keep reliving them. All Everything right. everyone else said. <laughs> well, good night, everybody. Do Day of and the then, Doctor. And
2: then, some. And then do some. Day of the Doctor. Opening with the original... Oh. I'm going to say this first, and then I want Keith to start, because here's what I'm going to say. After this was done... The first thought in my mind was, "We did it." Despite the fact that we haven't covered everything for Keith, despite the fact that we haven't seen everything, I, I finished this and I went, "We did it. We got Keith enough of everything that he needed to get to this point." And that's a little bit of a patting ourselves on the back here, <laughs> patting us on the back here, Sean. But it was one of those—it was just one of those moments that I thought we got Keith to the point where. He got everything
1: he needed out of this. I would agree. And to think...
0: Only took two and a half
1: years. <laughs> well, and, and, and to think in two three, and a half years... God, three year, we're going
0: to celebrate three years.
1: Yeah, we are in Christmas. We started in January. Yeah, of 2012. We 2011. 11, 12, 13.
2: Oh, 14, yeah.
1: No, oh, you're right, three years. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Holy shnikes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and to think in 152 weeks, I've become so emotionally connected and attached to this universe that through the first viewing, I pretty much had to fight back tears the entire time. I think part of it was seeing it, very first time ever, on a huge screen, is <laughs> with all these people, just overwhelming. Sure. Somebody else go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's having a hard time fighting about it. you're getting me now.
2: Well, I started um, there, I, to, to do the opening the way that it did was, when I saw the opening scene with the original Doctor Who logo. I For some reason, I never imagined. I, ne- I, I never imagined I, I we never would
4: start
1: that. And I never was, imagined we wouldn't have the, the, the Vortex open. Yeah. And but theme when it, music. When it happened totally with the first... I totally expected
0: some super-duper new 50th anniversary credit title sequence. When it
2: happened with the first Doctors, I thought it couldn't have been more perfect. And it was from that... Because I've gone into this with some apprehension of to? I, I keep thinking I've set myself up too much. This is going to be. This is going to end up being not a huge disappointment, but just not what I want it to be. It's going to be the two doctors of the. <laughs> and I thought, are they going to really be able to make this what it has to be for the fiftieth? And when that opened,
1: I did. I, that was my first tear up moment. I was like,
0: "You had me
2: a hello." Oh my home.
1: gosh, they did. They had me a it's, hello. It's, it started, and I almost thought, because I don't know these people who are doing this screwed up they so did something wrong <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> and then it turned to color and I was like yeah. oh no oh then, I remember seeing set pictures oh, of them doing that
2: oh I forgot about that and then the shadow and I went that's that's not a place <laughs> it is and then the color is a and then the coal hill I and then the, that. And I was like, oh my gosh Ian Chester I just said no oh my gosh
0: I, I don't know if anybody noticed it's the same cop from the 50th anniversary trailer yeah. Oh, the it? one that we thought might yeah. have been William right, Hart or right, right. A, a, a John Hurt, mm-hmm. kids, who obviously wasn't. Right. right. <laughs> it, it's the same cop. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. I did not notice that. And then Cole Hill School. and It was <sighs> just like, oh. And there's Clara, and or or hit the ground running. Um, so
1: throughout the entire thing, the first viewing, between the crowd reaction, fighting back tears, and squeeze within myself. I think I missed half the story <laughs> or half of the things in it because Eas- there's so easily. much, there's easily. so much more. I picked up my second viewing mm-hmm. yeah. so much more.
2: I did too. I was just, Oh, it was insane. And then even when we get out of that, the the, 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 we get past the, 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 the fanny things, the things that just were fan service and we get
1: into the, this, this meat of the story. This is one of the. It was the, really the, paced, really, really well. The best paced and best structured timey wimey story mob that's ever done. That's the thing where is, you're never lost. It's the
2: first time that we did timey wimey where you weren't going, okay, wait, did that work? And yeah, you weren't
1: trying to connect the it, dots, it, and it all works perfectly. Yeah, you
2: weren't like you know sometimes when you had those when you were a kid, yeah, there's really really tough uh, dot to dots. You know, you was at one, two, three, and you're looking for And does this really work? It doesn't look like an arm for this gorilla. But So you kind of fudge it a little bit, and you do a little bit more of a curve on it. You do that curve so you've got more of an arm. Well, I feel like you do that with a lot of you do. timey-wimey. You go and go, okay, I'm going to make a little bit of a curve here because it looks more like an arm. Be- because so we don't really
1: get it yeah. explained. This isn't we, we got to make This isn't
2: quite so. the shape of a head, so I'm going to go a little more of an arch. I didn't have to do this. This thing connected all the way through. It was fantastic. Oh, it was fantastic.
0: Something that... I I don't know why, it just struck me as, as, as beautifully cool, was, okay, so we get the obvious gag of unit picking up the TARDIS, and, oh, we found it, let's go rescue it and bring it in. Oh, he's still in it. Okay, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But just for for all of the special effect sequences that we could have had of the TARDIS flying over London...
1: Of <laughs> the opening.
0: <laughs> we just have the... T- we have a helicopter and a crane and the TARDIS <laughs> flying day. over London, yeah. and it was just—it was just there, and it's just like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just, happy fiftieth. There you go. <laughs> it was just this giant. It could knocked. Look, here is the TARDIS. It's flying over London. I, how cool is that? I, I don't know why that just struck me as the, the funniest, coolest bit. No, well, so
1: and, cool. and then the fact that during that we get the credits, and we we can tell that this isn't all going to be f- serious. Because of Matt's, dirt when his name shows up and the way he's acting while hanging and having so much fun while and doing banging it, banging his head on the telephone. <laughs> Ouch. <Ow.
2: coughs> and uh, another thing that I was quite ple- pleasantly surprised by was the fact that I had talked about how I felt like they were they, this was going to be like the plot that. They were just going to leave dangling so that they could go off and mm-hmm. do the, the, the real story of this and the fact that it, it works its way back around oh, and it later works the, so well. And then the cemetery so is so perfect. Was there. I was so glad it was there. And when – what's his name? Receives the call, the phone call. He looks at the number and he looks back and he's like <laughs> – and you don't hear the other end of that conversation. And I'm thinking, wow, what's going on there? And I, I almost suspected something about this. I, oh, I did too. I did too. Yeah, I, <laughs> I completely <laughs> forgot about it until they came back to it at the end, and I was like, or near the end, and I was like, oh, of course, that's exactly why he gets that call.
0: <laughs> I was just talking. To you. Yeah, I have a time machine. Figure it out.
1: <laughs> what's great just keep up, doesn't he? <laughs> whatever. <it is. laughs> what's, what's what's great too is I think Doctor Phil mentioned how he felt like the. The Zygons were a little shortchanged and didn't have as much to do in it that he kind of wished.
0: Not compared to what Glenn thought they were. <laughs> yeah. And I
1: disagree. I think we've done a Zygon story, and to do another Zygon story would be pretty much retreading the same thing. And for the most part, when we redo new villains, we do a different take on them. We try. We try. We try the best we can as we re- And this is a great way to do the same story but do a new take on it with the portraits and them coming to the future to invade and then the parallel of getting the doctor where he needs to be the war doctor where he needs to be that's what it's it's, it's done really well but
2: I think the the, the problem I had with this is it, it looked for the longest time of the typical base under siege monster invasion story and yes. I was I, I did that was one of those little things that would just kind of bothered me. I thought, okay, where are we gonna go with this? This has got to go somewhere. I feel like I mean it was it was it was very in line with the fact that it was a Doctor Who thing. It was a Doctor Who trope <laughs> But I kept That's thinking where are we gonna get where are we gonna go with this? Because it doesn't really fit but to to turn it on its to turn it on its end when we get the fact that when we get the doctors there and to change the just how it's dealt with it's not annihilate the monsters it's not wipe everybody out it's, it's not it's not win for the humans it's the put everybody the on the same ending. yeah it's put everybody yeah. on the same level and hash it out that way
1: you know what i think this does for the Zygons? but the Zygons don't end well, that no, way no they don't no, unfortunately they don't. the nice thing about this is
2: is this was this one done right although well, we don't get we don't we don't, we don't really know what that is my
0: one complaint about the Zygons I story i come down is on the same side we never really find out how it ends.
2: And the doctors don't go back to find out nope. <laughs> if it worked. Nope. Although they did a lot of things that they were just kind of hoping it worked. <laughs> well, yeah. well,
0: actually, they, they were all back at the National Gallery, so I assume Must have yeah. that yeah. we, we, we That's did true. something with that.
1: Thing. Because they got to give the memory back sometime. Yeah.
0: We can't, we, can't, we can't leave them locked in yeah. the room forever.
1: <laughs> I, really, I think what they did with the Zygons was... How they was was in line with what they did with the Ice Warriors. They did a new thing, I think. While it, the initial trappings were the same, they eventually That's put it on its end and changed it, which I think was a, the smart thing that yeah. they bring well, it back Absolutely, to I, I completely concur. That's why I say when I, going into it, I thought, well, where are we going to go with this? And then, and and more than any other return of a classic monster, I would compare it most to the Ice Warriors.
0: I'd agree with that. I liked the, the story that the Ice Warrior had better than the well, story that the Zygon. But I didn't care. It was like, a, it was like, first of all, we got a classic they're, monster they're, in the fiftieth.
1: Who cares? A new, how they cl- a were new used. classic monster, not. Another because we had two classic monsters, technically, with the Daleks. Well, yeah, yeah but but I mean, it's it's it's, it's they reintroduced the classic monster let, let me rephrase refer- yeah, yeah, that's
0: what I'm yes. trying to say. So you know, it's it's a, and, and not only that, we got a classic monster that hadn't been seen in nearly 50 years it feels like there had been I mean, one story on tv with them and that's it nearly 30 years i mean I just sure yeah go for it that was that was yeah i loved it loved it loved it loved it and i i i, I didn't mind the suit i thought everything worked i they thought their mind. design looked great the suit the the costume the costume I mind it. It, it looked incredible. Yeah. No, well, I, uh, it didn't look like the old. I mean, I, it still I, had the look I, was, and feel I of the old Zygons, it up, but, but it didn't. That's it didn't what I
2: look mean. It, 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 No, well, which is I, funny I, because I still think it did. But I, well, I didn't I don't think so. Although they kept, it was almost like they were
0: poking fun of it. Poking right. fun, fun the, of fun the saying,
2: the rubbery guys with the over, They kept saying rubbery, and I
1: kept thinking, I don't think they look all that. Rubbery. I think that
0: goes back to who made the comment about. That goes
1: back to the squid analogy of. Rubbery calamari. Yeah. Well, I think it goes back oh, to the yeah, yeah. whoever that's made
0: right. the comment about Stephen Moffat trolling fan mm-hmm. well, comments. Yeah, right? yeah. So yeah. So there was probably oh, here is a picture of a Zygon, and somebody probably said, oh, it's the stupid rubbery suction cup monsters. And, okay, and he wrote that <laughs> into the script. That you know, it's going to be. Um, I have to agree with Brittany. Uh, I, I knew obviously we knew going into it David Tennant's going to be there. We knew that the, the Billy Piper's going to be in it. and I had this little bit of just okay. I just—I didn't know how excited. I was excited I was getting, about
1: Ten coming back. I wasn't so much. Well, I was about excited Rose. about a
0: multi-doctor story. Well, yes.
1: yeah. But I don't know
0: that I was really excited about Tenant. I really have to be honest there that I just—I kind of went into it going the most
1: recent too. I know. So but it's, I just no no that that's why we're not we we we, we you guys are Tenant haters. So well, I I'm not a hater. No no I'm not a, I'm <laughs> not a hater. <laughs> I, I can be a Rose hater, but not a Here, <laughs> here's here's <laughs>
0: the funny thing. So I, I can't I don't see how David Tenant can
1: be anybody's doctor.
0: kind of went into it with that uh, yeah okay and then David Tennant showed up and started spouting dialogue at 9,000 miles an hour (laughs)
1: Not missing a beat, and I realized still, I so. how
0: much I have missed, missed him.
1: Yeah,
2: I
0: didn't. Yeah. It didn't hit me until I saw him again. I was it excited was
2: like, about him coming back. I'm I was so excited glad to see here. him. Minute, I was excited that it was going to be David Tennant, and I still forgot how much I missed him. I,
0: I totally <laughs> forgot how much I missed him on my screen yeah. and how much I enjoyed his portrayal no, of the Doctor. I agree. Even though he was given some rather ludicrous, silly, goofy things to do, like talking to a rabbit and, and insulting the it was Queen of England, so repeatedly. That was, so it was, it, it was very tense. Well, so not only did it, so, it, it totally worked for his character, it also fit in with the fact that, I mean, let's be honest, later on in the story, about an hour later in the story, we're going to be talking about nuking mm-hmm. 2.7 billion children. <laughs> right, right. We but need this. You need this. needed that moment of levity early, and mm-hmm. so I, I don't mind that it was there. And it, it you know... <laughs> ding. <laughs> what is it? It's a thing that goes ding. Also downloads comics from the future. I don't know when to stop. <laughs> Just, yeah. Uh, it,
2: was okay. so it was so in line with him, though. It was. so Everything that it's the, the, so the
1: character was and is. And, oh. Now. And I, I love how they used Rose. I Billy am Piper. so
0: thrilled that Billy Piper was not Rose, and that it wasn't the typical... Ten, I it think was, that's what I was really dreading. I really honestly think it was... I, I don't know that I can handle another 10-Rose pairing of...
4: Oh, let's go off and save the universe here's what, again. And here's what
0: Stephen Moffat said about it. Did you
2: guys read this? I did see that. All right. didn't. So he said that Billy had to be in it. He wasn't sure he wanted to do anything with Rose because he knew that Rose's story was he, done he, and that Russell had had tied it up nicely and was perfect. And even coming back at the end of he didn't want the end of time, it. it was... But he knew that Billy needed to be in this because he said, to him, the first two years of the uh, new series is really Billy's story. Well, yeah, it's yeah. it's really Rose. And so Billy is as much to credit for the new series as anything. So he said, I knew I had to have her in it. And so when he did it in this way, now I'm stepping out of that interview, and when he by doing it this way, he was able to fulfill both parts of that the fact Absolutely. that it was yeah. it was it was billy is the reason but we don't have to do the we, we've the rose story is done and so by doing it this way although i'm going to go further here in a little bit when we get there i'm going to go a little bit further and hopefully you guys noticed it and maybe if you didn't i might blow your minds but by doing it that way was fantastic and not having that interaction with ten was perfect I'm yes. glad he never saw her i'm so glad that it was just the war doctor that got the interaction with her and no one ever saw her I thought that was perfect, and it, was, it was she, and she was phenomenal. She was. She's one of those actresses that I, I have loved. I've, I've loved Rose from the beginning, and I thought Billy Piper was, was marvelous in that role. I forgot and how I much think, I enjoyed Billy Piper. I think as <laughs> Billy Piper went through the series, she got to be such a, a better actress. I agree. But I never would have said that, wow, she's a phenomenal actress. And when I saw her in this and what she did with that character... I went. Wow, she is what she is up there now in the the echelons of television actors for me, and I, I think that's because she's done so much other things and she's she, she's, she's broad, grown even since she then. She, yeah. she was fantastic in this, and I think she's up there in those upper echelons now, British actors. So to go from a pop star to somebody that I consider one of the top British actors now on television,
1: you go. Yeah.
0: That's impressive. Yeah, yeah, agreed.
1: And when when we got the trailer, everyone was speculating that oh, this is Bad Wolf Rose. I was so, well, it essentially is, I was so worried of how they were going to try to make that yeah, work. Yeah, how, how do you get your audience to wrap their brain around that idea? Because <laughs> you're going to pull the them out right in the middle of the it.
0: story to do it? I, I didn't buy it. It was like, this and the costume
1: just didn't make sense from what I saw. Yeah, either.
0: that was what finally cued me in when I kept seeing the production photos that I wasn't looking at come <laughs> out. And I was like, what on Earth is she wearing? Mm-hmm. That's what I knew. It's not Rose. Yeah. I don't know who this is going to be, but it's not Rose, yeah. and I'm okay with it. And I, then she showed up. If she wasn't Rose. It's was like score one for the home team because you did it right. Yes. Because I, I don't think I don't think you can put Rose in this story. Mm-hmm. There's no room for it. So I totally mm-hmm. agree with Stephen. What, Maude, what's great ready. is this is a
1: multi-doctor story, not a multi-companion story. I think that helps it. The fact that we got yeah, no, we got Clara and that's it. It, it helps, the helps the
2: story. It helps the story. Yeah, it does not help. Deter from the fact that a lot of
0: people were upset that
1: we didn't say any, but it helps the story. Story wise, and that's really that's what we got well, yeah, to come down to. We talked about before is
0: that with multi doctor stories, it winds up being this huge clash of
1: egos. Well, and that's the great thing about this is it didn't feel like it was a clash of egos, it felt balanced. Well, All three doctors, I think, I felt had equal time and equal responsibility. All
2: three doctors
1: found a balance. Well, it
2: started out as a clash of egos, well, which yes. was brilliantly which, painted yes. which and necessary that's, because that's the that's light, a fun, <laughs> multi-doctor yes. story. It,
0: it, it very much echoed the three doctors where Pertwee and and Troughton come together and start button heads over, well, you're this and you're that and you're this and you're this. And it takes Hartnell to show up and put them in their place. And he mirrored that because you've got Tenant and Smith, kind of. Oh, look at you and you're funny. Yeah, look at your shoes. Blah blah blah. And then John Hurt shows up and starts verbal <laughs> smacking them around, <laughs> and it worked wonderfully. It was so great.
1: Or, or, or what you were going to blow our minds with, Rose related or we'll we get move there. On? We'll get there. Okay. okay.
0: Yes and
2: no.
1: Let's 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 move to the War Doctor.
0: <laughs> I am beyond thrilled. That John Hurt was the Doctor. Mm-hmm. 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 I agree. In every way conceivable that he wasn't, because I, I, <laughs> I, really, I really thought, that's the one thing that we, I, I can kind of complain about from the standpoint, compared to the McGann reveal, that there weren't any surprises. This went pretty much the way we thought it was going to go. Uh-huh. Story. I mean, he, he, aside from the end, yes, we, we, we knew that John Hurt was going to be the War Doctor. We were get, we were going to get some some time war Gaffrey, and that we were going to deal with the moment. And we that really is it. the, the crux we, of the story. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> but, but that really is the crux of the story. So we got we knew what the crux was. Going to be. So we we, yes. we got and what we, we were, we're lying lying down somewhere. somewhere. Yeah, and there was like sure. <laughs> we got what we expected from that. I expected John Hurt to be grumpy and war bad and embattled and just you know gruff, and gruff and mean and all those things that the Doctor. That's why he turned his back. I think he was right. no,
2: no. I think he was all the way up until we're introduced to him. I would agree. Okay, maybe there was yeah. that. But
0: then all of a sudden, well, I get that
2: impression from the backstory, and I get the impression from the no more shooting the no yes. more of the wall. I
0: get had the his... impression
2: that's with the doctor that, that. What you just described is the doctor that has been between the regeneration and the of the doctor, and we were introduced to him. Okay, maybe, body. and the doctor will never see. Yeah, yeah. Because, but, I think, it, it, but I think, but I think that it conveyed. That well enough that I don't feel like I don't feel that's open ended that I have to see that. No, I don't, don't, don't want to see it.
0: I, I like the fact that we've he, he, he showed up and he was warm and friendly and funny, and the scene that he had, the, in, all the scenes that he had with 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 Billy Piper were were fun scenes when he's locking her out of the building and mm-hmm. she turns back around. Mm-hmm. And it's not a chair. Why can't it be both? And, you know, he's, 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 he's flummoxed by her. And the scene, the touching scenes that he had with Clara later, when she's sitting in the chair. Oh, and just, even the everything touching worked. scenes at
1: the very end, where she's talking about the sound of the TARDIS.
0: Yeah, and the way that he would get excited. Uh, you know, when That's, they started sharing and ideas, and he would do the hands on his head thing, and go "Oh!" and get that mm-hmm. high pitched yeah. doctor squeal. The enthusiasm. Of the
1: doctor
2: was still. In I was such, not
1: expecting any of that, yeah, and I was I didn't so it. glad it was there. Okay. I think he was a, the perfect blend. Of the classic doctors and the new doctors. Yeah. Yeah. He truly does bl- bridge that gap. You know what I thought
2: helped that is the fact that he, when he's pulled out of, when he shows up in 18th, 18th century Britain? 15th? Oh, and that long ago. Uh, whatever it was. 17th century, whatever. It was, whatever, it was, it was, 1600, it was 1600 something. something. So I it was 17th century
0: something. Bit Britain one of the centuries.
2: Yeah, I think a 17th century. So when and, he shows and, up in the 17th century with the Great Queen Bess's time. It was almost that it was like I get a break from having to be the war doctor. Was this it 15? Is, I'm on vacation. I'm on holiday. <laughs> and so it almost is like that warmth shows up I there. I get to be
1: myself again.
2: Yeah, yeah, because I that that warmth shows up there because of the fact that you know, and I think that the other two guys were I mean I think 11 and and 10 and 11 bring that out of him, too. I think, I think that. that sort of works. He's a little frustrated with them because they do—they are childlike. But he also oh, has that warmth that and enthusiasm as well. I, th- that was,
0: <laughs> the I thought that was wonderful. timey-wimey Why can't you speak like adults?
2: But I thought the chemistry of the three men on screen was phenomenal. Oh, so good. And the moment when Hurt realizes that, yeah, it would take hundreds of years to... <sighs> Uh, basically annihilate the atoms in the or the molecules in the door to be able to break out, and he realizes, or well, I guess uh, that Wolf Rose
1: uh,
2: the she moment prompts him.
1: prompts him about you know the same, same software, software, different casing. Which and that was such a nice also parallel to the Doctor talking about the Doctor of this is still you, it's just a different case. right? Exactly, yeah. And
2: I think it convey it conveys that to the audience, Yes too, yeah. And so, but that just that whole scene. And then you think, okay, this is how they're going to get out of here. And then Clark comes (laughs) crashing through the door. bravo,
0: Stephen Moffat, for setting this up. The red setting works on wood, and I'm totally buying it. (laughs) And giving me the scientific rationale for how you're going to disintegrate this wood door. And making me go, okay, I'll buy it. And not going there. That was the height of
2: genius. But that was also telegraphing what we were going to get at the end, too. That was completely telegraphing the fact that how we were going to make this stasis cube. That was Stephen Malfin telling you, I'm going to have all 12, 13, no sir, 13, <laughs> doctors, and it's because he's been planning it for, or well, he figures a way out how, how to plan it for as many years as it needs so to does be So does that mean
0: now. every does episode we've out. ever watched where he's standing there fiddling, muddling something about coordinates... This is what he was working, on, he exactly. was working on. It's, yeah, it's like SETI. He's just been working on it for the last fifty years. <laughs> and it's,
1: it's and it's always in the background of his mind. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just been <clears throat>
2: percolating. Well, I get the impression also that Eleven contacted everybody and said, "Hey, now the time."
0: So that was the one thing that I missed. I wanted to, I wanted them to stop and say contact. Oh, that would oh, be cool! Would, very cool. cool. It, instead, they did the really cool remembering thing, yeah. where then when David Tennant goes, "Oh, I'm getting it now too." Yeah. Oh, oh, that is that you know the, the kind yeah. of everybody was filling in, but it was right. like I wanted the content <laughs> it would right. be Cool. But oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny, tiny little nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you um, you know another tiny little thing I really appreciated. This is kind of jumping off subject. The Time Fisher. Totally looked like the special edition effect for the five doctors. <laughs> it really did. It was and screw it, it, you. It really <laughs> did. <laughs> it was.
3: You'll, find, you'll you'll
1: see it next yeah. on Friday, and you'll be like, yeah, "That's it really totally did. the same time." Fisher really Gosh. did. Yep, it really did. I better they, realized.
0: Yeah, well, okay, I'll give you that one. I think they missed an opportunity when War Doctor picks up the fez and brushes it off, and I went. Oh, and then he didn't put it on. I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I wanted to see John Hurt in the Fez. Oh, the best was when uh, Billy Piper says, well, that's not what I that. I didn't expect that. <laughs> I love everybody's reaction. Even to, and the only person that was excited about it was Matt Smith. Yes. Everybody else was like, or a Fez could fall
2: out. <laughs> uh, using Clara as the witch of the well. How <laughs> <laughs> do I have to be the witch?
1: Well, uh, it could have been either else? one of them, and <laughs> Kate just throws her under the bus. Yes, yeah, right, right. he's right. talking about you.
0: What? Anybody else a little underwhelmed with Claire's portrayal? There, I would have thought she would have. I don't. Amy but would have jumped into it. Yeah, Amy. Amy would have done a that's voice. That's what makes and, Clara
2: so different. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's what I liked about that. That's what I loved about the fact that Clara. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna play the wit. Okay, I'll do it a little bit.
1: Okay, now what? <laughs> John Hurt didn't put on the Fez. I love that.
0: <gasps> he does.
1: Oh, There's a production oh, photo of everybody in the TARDIS from everybody that worked on cool. it. And John Hurt's wearing the Fez.
0: Very cool. That's awesome.
1: Um, we'll
0: have to post that.
1: What, Send uh, uh, one. <laughs> I'll just retweet it. I already told, I already told you
2: day. about putting photos and other media in the feed out, bogs down the...
0: I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 50th anniversary, baby.
2: Um, What else? What else? What else? Oh, there's just too much awesome in this. We're getting there. All right. Since we're talking about the the continual thread and how everything needed to be pushed down the line and how the the screwdrivers is just an illustration of that and how everything's kind of interlinking. I knew you talked about the memories. Oh, I I remember this. I sort of, and that kind of thing. That, (laughs) the 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 moment was not Rose at all. It was not Bad Wolf. You know who the moment was? It's Clara. Yeah.
4: This is her
2: visiting the Ninth Doctor in the persona of Rose. Now, it has to be that way to be the surprise for us. Just so we don't see it coming. But the line, you clever... uh, She says it... uh, You clever boys. She says that. And that's when I went... That's why Clara, there's, the the Clara visits, you see clips of Clara visiting every doctor. Right. Except for uh, the war doctor, with the exception of at the end when she's in that one weird area. But Matt takes her out of that. The 11th Doctor takes her away from that. So she has no way of contacting or doing something for the 11th Doctor to repair the timeline that the great intelligence is screwed up. This was where she enters. Oh, The the war doctor's timeline, and she's the one that fixes the timeline in both ways because she guides him to where he needs to be, so that Clara can convince the eleventh doctor at the time that they're all together. That's That's a stretch. No, that's not a stretch at all. (laughs) It's totally her.
0: That's totally a stretch because I don't think even with her immense ability to not die from being fractured throughout time and assisting the doctor, even if it's just something as simple as helping him up off of an ice cliff <laughs> or <laughs> whatever else, you know, t- pick, convincing him to pick the right TARDIS or saving him from something dastardly later. I don't think she had the power to break the time lock. She didn't. They comment, something must be letting us through. These events should be time locked. There's no way we should be here. And Bad Wolf smiles well, because this. she's letting them. Let in. me
2: do this.
4: You know what the time
2: lock is? The moment? No. The time lock is what they did at the end of this story. By putting them in a different parallel universe, that's what the time lock is. The Doctor's always been in the impression that when he set the moment off, it destroyed Gallifrey, burned it, everything on it, and locked the events in a time lock. These events happened all along, with the exception of, yes, they did change the moment by being there, but this was always... Essentially destined to happen in their timelines, they just forget about it because they walked out. They walked back into their timelines, and when the timelines get back into sync, everything's fine. Because he says they're out of sync. That's why I, 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 I agree with that. But I, I still think this is the time. Lock. There There's is a not, time lock. There hasn't no, been a time lock.
0: Davros escapes it. They've made references to it before that other people have gotten out. You're
2: absolutely right. There is a time lock beyond their moment there. So anything that happened once that happens. Everybody that escaped out of the time lock, there was no time lock. It wasn't locked so they, until so, that happened. So all those people that escaped before... That's why the, the Master escaped. That's why Davros escaped.
4: I'm convinced but, but that's they, why the
2: Time Lords were able to move Gallifrey across in the... If you want to work the stories and, and Tenet's exact next story, which should be the... That's why all of that is allowed to happen. It's presumed by the Doctor, who's the only thing that remains besides everybody that starts popping up there was no actual literal time lock what happened is, beyond that because Gallifrey was taken out of time and put into this pocket universe into this stasis that's what the time lock is but there was no I can't get out of here until beyond that moment that's the time lock, is the fact that Gallifrey is somewhere else that's why nobody can get in and out of Gallifrey at this point. But
1: that's I, I, what I would locked. take it almost one step further in the fact that that's what the Time Lords were trying to do was get out of that alternate bubble. Because in theory, it's near the end. Of two. And I
2: disagree with that. Now, I think this illustrates that they got out of that what they thought was going to well, be a the, but, was well, a bubble.
1: They got out, and then the Doctor sent them back. He thought he sent them back to the time lock, but he, in fact, sent them back to this... But here's my theory on universe. that as well,
2: is he sent them back to this point, because here's what's happening.
1: Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying.
2: As, right, exactly. Yeah. He sends them back to this point so that, that they can go into the stasis cube. That mm. they can be locked into this parallel universe. Because here's what happens is... They give us that wonderful line when the generals and the, and the and the war tacticians are down there, and the doctors contacting him. And they well, actually, it's when they're going to that room earlier, and they make the comment that the uh,
0: yeah, the the, the high the council high upstairs, is
2: upstairs working on their own plan. on their
0: own plan. That's Rassilon and his that's crimes. going yeah, on at that spent. time. Right. And that's what happens, and that's why I believe this is all still time locked, and it's not at this moment because the plan that Rassilon's making at that time is we've got to find a way to get out of here and end this. And the only thing that they're able to get out is the drum signal to the master. That's the only thing that will escape. They've done everything else to get out of that enclosure. But they're not in the pocket universe yet. So I still think that there is a physical time to prevent people okay, from mentally you'll have with to, the events you'll have of to that remind time.
2: me You'll have to remind me. Do they ever say we've tried everything to get out? Do they ever tell you that?
0: Well, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've seen yeah, it. Time,
2: be, I don't think they. I think they're under the assumption that they can't. In fact, that's why the white. I'm, I, that was my one of the things that's bothered me about this. This fixed end of time for me at <laughs> a lot of levels. <laughs> that white point star that he talks about—that he just flicks into that thing and it goes. Well, how did that get out of the time bubble? It didn't have to. There wasn't a time bubble. The time bubble essentially is what so beyond the point that they went into the stasis point. Everybody has. I mean, the doctor is the only one that's told us that there's a time bubble that those events are locked. It's the only reason those events are locked is because nobody can get there, here or there from the future or the past because we don't. Because Gallifrey's gone, it's locked away in its own little universe now. Its whole time line and everything. That's why they were able to get in before they made that choice, that moment, that. Point in time. That's why Gallifrey can exist, and that's why I think that's going to be the Twelfth Doctor's. Uh, that I agree with. Arc that's is going quest. to find yes, Gallifrey. Agreed. Now. I think it's. I think it. It, it, it is. It's time. Uh, somebody explained it as time boomeranging back around on itself and changing those events at that point. I don't think it even really changed those events. I think this was kind of how it all really I, happened. I, I, agree. I agree. I don't with that. think it changed the events. See, that, that's
0: something that I, I have read. I don't think
2: there was ever a time bubble. I think it fixes this whole conceptual idea of this time bubble that we've always talked about that I think genuinely... He's just convinced himself that he can't go back there. I think and he's convinced he does, himself and that's, how he uses, and that's how he uses uses to convince others that he can't go look for it because it's gone and I'm locked out of that time stream. And everything else, when it when then it is. That's surely how all of that works. For yeah, me.
0: but surely there would have been another.
2: Why would time it walk, agent? Who why would, go, would I'm going to go to Gallifrey right before all, they, all that happens? Is the moment burns Gallifrey? Why, why, would, why it would it also be, set off a time bubble? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's what I. Point. That's
0: what I'm saying is I don't think the time lock has anything to do with
1: you think he right set off the, the end. moment.
0: I think the time it? lock has to do with the entirety of the events of the Time War because it happened, it's done, you can't mess with it. So all of the timeline of the time war is locked in that. Is locked in that Sure, and who did that? Well, it would be presumed that the Doctor did that yeah, as it's part been of Yeah, it would be presumed the events, that the Doctor but, did that as
2: part of the events. I don't think it had to have happened. I think it's something that the Doctor has convinced himself was done
0: in the moment. But that means the Doctor is the only one who... Knows. I think the
2: doctor at any time could have gone back to any of the events
0: right up if, to the moment. Well, That's, that's just why it,
2: they're able to get in this time. If the
0: doctor could have, anybody could have. Anybody with a vortex manipulator could have gone back at any point in time during that, and nobody has. Right. So I believe that there is a genuine time lock there. It's not just something the doctor is telling people because but he's why only would one you, man. why
2: would you go back to those moments? Why would you try? They, they already illustrated to us how horrific this war is. And I think that the Time Lords and, are so <laughs> preoccupied. And I think the Daleks are so preoccupied that... T-
0: well, everybody, I think everybody can agree that World War II is pretty horrible. And the first thing that Captain Jack did with the time vortex manipulator was trying to go back to World War II (laughs) and try and steal a piece of technology that was going to be destroyed and take advantage of the situation. Somebody in this galaxy somewhere would have tried Uh, to do that. I suppose that's true, too. So I just, you know, whether it was recovering a a weapon or rescuing somebody they loved or, 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 you know... Something saving a species that went extinct because their planet ceased to exist before they had the opportunity to do anything because it yeah. is yeah I don't I don't believe that I believe that the the and that's that's another reason now that this story is told I don't want to see any more time war yeah, stories I agree I, because I totally if agree. it's locked totally off agree. it's like Tennant and Rose in that other universe we're done with that you can't get over there so don't worry about yeah. it yeah it's, it, it's extinct. And that's kinda of what I wanna believe with this. See. And I kinda of have a problem with it just being, well, just the moment part of it being the, this this fictional time bubble, because then that still leaves the rest of the history open for somebody to come in see, and see but play I don't think with. it does like, because eh, I think I, I
2: think in my mind when Gallifrey is Gallifrey is put in this stasis bubble or stasis cube essentially yeah. and put off into a painting somewhere, presumably, or a pocket pocket universe somewhere, all of its Future and all of its past is taken with it. So all of its past is gone. I mean, all of it is erased or taken with it. So it still exists, just there's no way to get to it now.
0: Except, and everything
2: outside of it can't get to
0: well, it. Well, I guess it still ties in because Clara visited the Fourth Doctor on Gallifrey during Invasion yeah. of Time. And the so first y- you'd, and, you'd have to assume yeah. that your theory is either yeah. completely right or completely wrong. Yeah. There's no part of it that
1: works. <laughs>
0: but okay, so. Maybe uh, that's just. Uh, where I think went with it, I think
1: so. it's something that fandom will debate. Oh, I'm sure they. Will. I don't. I don't think it's something that we're actually going to truly get explained. No, it's going to be it's one right. of fandom arguments. But the, the nice thing forever.
2: about it is, is it doesn't feel like there's a loose end there either. No, no. Either way, it works. Either way, whatever you want to subscribe to. Right. It's like canon. It's head canon.
0: I, uh, has anybody Sorry, seen I didn't mean
2: to
1: derail us. No, 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 for a no, while no, you're that. Um,
0: has anybody seen Moffat's uh, comments on the regeneration limit?
1: Yeah. Not, not since Day of the Doctor. Not since
0: Day of the Doctor. Uh, uh, speaking at a convention, uh, at the 50th uh, convention, he said he has no more ever called himself the 11th Doctor than he would call himself Matt Smith. Right. The Doctor doesn't know off the top of his what number he is. If you worry about such things, and I do, then I specifically said John Hurt's doctor doesn't use the title. Matt Smith's doctor is in his 12th body, but he's the 11th doctor. However, there is no such character as the 11th doctor. He's just a doctor. That's what he calls himself. The numbering doesn't matter, except for those lists that you and I have been making for many years. So I've given you the option of not counting John Hurt numerically. However, <laughs> and this is Moffat twisting that screw. He also responded to questions about the Doctor's Regeneration Limit introduced in Deadly Assassin. McGann turns into John Hurt, so they're not the same incarnation. He used up another regeneration, and I expect he'll be in trouble shortly. You can't break the rules laid down in the Deadly Assassin. Good. I keep reading that. He teased.
1: <laughs> he has a plan. I, I, I think
0: he has a plan. You,
1: you, know, you guys,
2: you guys. Sarah had such a brilliant. I don't understand why fandom so much cares for well, this regeneration rule. Though. That is, it's you know, it's arbitrary. It's based on whose hand the show is in. Why do we care here's about why, it? Here's why. It'll be fixed. Oh, it yes. will be
0: fixed, and now we have an inkling of how. Something that I, I personally have always believed that the the twelve regeneration limit is biologic. I have always believed that. And a lot of fans don't. A lot of fans believe that it was a hard and fast rule that was in place by the Time Lords and that they enforced it. But now that Gallifrey's gone and there are no more Time Lords, the rule goes out the window and he can have as many as he wants. And I've always felt that just seems like a, I don't know, it's a cheat or something. It just doesn't really work for me. But let's assume for a moment that it is. We now know that the Time Lords aren't gone. Gallifrey's out there and it exists Mm -hmm. so uh, Peter Capaldi's daughter to come in and do the quest maybe that's why
1: he's going to search for Gallifrey also so he can get more regenerations he will find them
0: he will save them pop them out of the the whatever status bubble and to reward him they will say here's 12 more regenerations (laughs) How's that not
2: biological then?
0: That's what I'm saying. If you assume for a moment that it is the, the hard and fast rule <laughs> that, or that the Time Lords can grant him biologically another 12 like they offered like the they, Master. Like they
2: right. the Well, master. that's what I was going to say is the fact they didn't give him to him but they promised him. Well, that's true. true. And, but here's the thing is that's my problem with it is the fact that in the five doctors, they, they tell the master they'll give him a new set of yeah, regenerations. Give him another set of That's not biological to me. And you started that comment by saying, Well, I think they're biological. I don't think it's biological. I don't, well, I, th- I do not th- think it's I don't
0: think it's a police it yourself rule. No, that's just, I, because. well, maybe that's why so many well, timers go rogue. I, I, I wonder if also. <laughs> I'm sure it, I'm
1: done. It, it, the regenerations and the limits, and maybe biologically you only have 13. But then they have the elixirs that they got from the Sisterhood of Karn that can it's, give you it's, more. Yeah,
0: right. It's still biologic, but it's biologic
1: controlled by the sister I think the Sisterhood... The the sister because they took this... They, stick, they, they, took, they, took yeah, the, they did say that Rassilon stole some of their secrets. In order to we assume, we don't know for sure but it's in order to give regeneration right. anyway, so in my so, mind
0: Moffat's fixed it, he's already figured it out that I'm going to set mind, this up and I'm going to leave it for the next person, in my here's 12 mind, more
1: Moffat's going to fix it anyway so well, yeah. why do we have to look for the clothes
0: <laughs> Sarah, while watching it, had a
1: brilliant idea that had they actually pushed the button would have fixed the entire thing because his punishment would have been to live and that means he would never stop regenerating
3: hmm <laughs>
0: Ooh.
1: <laughs> I, stopped, I thought, I "Wow, that's really brilliant!" That but he doesn't a, actually push the button. Kind of metaphysical.
0: That's the other thing I want to touch on real briefly is that there's there's some fandom, fandom, some fandom out there that's a little upset over the events of how this plays out, and I quote, "Because this has now made all of RTD's years superfluous." No, it doesn't That's and I don't understand where they're coming from with this because they're they're that's complaining. Like saying that, the well, he, never er- happened. he erased the time war. He did this. He fixed it. It's like no, he didn't. If you go back and look at how it's constructed, as you pointed out, this is the way it was always meant to be. It's not that the time war, war the didn't doctor happen. Doctor just remembers it wrong. It, it, that's it, exactly. And as far as the rest of the universe is concerned, Galfrey exploded. The Dalek planet, the Dalek fleet went with it. There was a
1: huge, tremendous. <clears throat> And everything was gone. Because you are right. The Doctor is the only one that ever mentions the time lock. So as far as the rest of the galaxy is concerned, they, they just they that's annihilated
0: what each other. The details are up for
1: debate. Yeah, yeah
0: absolutely. And that's what I, I think fandom is is drilled in too much on this. This is how it has to happen. And now mm-hmm. he's gone back and changed uh, it. It's like, no, he didn't change it. It was part of his right. natural
2: part to be there. I've been on a high for three days <laughs> of euphoria. And I'm not going to... Even bother with anybody that has anything bad to say about this right now. So we'll we'll debate that later. But okay, uh, but I, I, I I'm, I'm totally part on, two. I'm totally on. I'm totally on the same page with you as far as these fans, and, and but I don't want to talk about them.
0: No, we're one. not going to talk. About <laughs> we're we're going to talk about the uh, other unexpected things. I did not expect to see Kate Stewart for as long as we did, and I was right. happy we did. You'd,
2: you'd said that, and I said, "No, nah, I think we're going to get more." So I think
0: I got. I get the. I told you. You so get on the. That I told you so on that one. Uh, I like the fact that we got kate stewart 's morphing into it that was that was, was, cool. like that, was, cool. that, was neat. that was
2: neat that was a good uh, that was a good uh twenty first century way to take the rubbery monster and give it some c g i effect just because we you that's that 's the thing is you see that terrible special effect that looks terrible now from terror of the zygons that looked really cool when we were when we were kids <laughs> <laughs> but,
1: and, and, and you can't do the that time, now it still looks impressive
2: yeah you can't do that now yeah. and so through the whole thing we just see them step behind something and then they've changed or they cut away and, and you notice changed. they still pulled that oh, yeah They still yeah, did yeah. that yeah. when he
0: goes allow me to change to something more comfortable And he walks mm-hmm. across the room and there's something that yep. gets it from yeah. him, and then all it like just her feet. boots. Yeah. it's
3: like oh they did it again
2: so that was wonderfully done and so to be able to see that was was really cool
1: the only thing I really didn't care for was all the spitting. <laughs> I, they didn't seem to spit uh, and like all, that all, 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 they they did, did in now. the original. They wanted to try to make it even grosser. It's a nice
0: update. I thought it was fine. Uh, yeah, I didn't, didn't mind me um, i
2: This was one of those things that <laughs> when they signed, finally figured out what they're going to do, that they're going to put them in a stasis field and, and put them in a little pocket universe somewhere where nobody will know where they're at and they're going to fix the plan. And then it's all coming together and we do the, uh, yeah, the, the, we're explaining to the Time Lords what we're going to do, to the General, what we're going to do. And we have that whole moment of exchange and then when he says, I've been thinking about this for, you know, thousands of years, whatever he says, that line. <laughs> 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 and Hartnell gets to be the very, the first Doctor gets to be the very first one to fly in. And make the first line, and I thought the same thing. I thought, that is been recorded for this show. That is not archival
0: yeah. audio. Well, that was brilliant. I couldn't hear any of what they <clears throat> said. And I hope there that, that, that we, we got none of that because I hope all. that was I hope that
2: was William Russell that recorded that line for him because he did it for Light at the End, and I think
1: it'll be awesome. We awesome. didn't talk about his cameo in Adventure in Time and Space. I never saw him. He's in the, in the very beginning. Is he? he I he, never he's saw him. the policeman him. that gives Sidney Newman a hard time. He is. He's the one when he walks when, up. Okay, he has I a mustache. I, did, I totally didn't get it. And
2: I, saw, I saw Caroline Ford's cameo. She's I, the one I, that I, runs out on the street to tell her yes. kid that that, that that show he wants to watch is on. Oh, That's yeah. Caroline Ford. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Missed it. To, I, say, I, thought, oh, well, I missed the way I, Russell won, and he was more obvious. And I, I, I wasn't just, sure if it was her, but I thought it sounded like ah. It. So, anyway, so anyway, so the no, that's great. Here at
0: the <laughs>
2: and then we we see, we start to see all of the different doctors on the screens, and we hear the dialogue coming from them. And, uh, yeah, I think some of it was lifted from the classic series, but done in such a way that it was good. But and obviously, all of the clips were 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 archival footage. I don't care. It works so well oh. and it was it was shot and, and constructed in such a way that it all looked brand new and all my doctors are there and then we get that and wonderfully so, as much as I've been down on Christopher Eccleston wonderful, he, he, he was feeling so missed in this story for me and that was one of the things that just way back in the back of my mind was just bothering me it was the fact that yeah, Chris just isn't here You, you, you know, but what? to get that full on quick shot of him
1: when the, he the said, Yeah, yes. the full
2: screen shot, I was like, that was so appropriate that he didn't Agreed. just have a little image on a bubble in the screen, that he was. Full on and they made that choice to edit that in there. I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. So when that happened, and then we did all that. <clears throat> and so I'm already goes I'm 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 gleaning. Yay, wee! You know,
1: just watching it my, my eyes are like this big, and I'm going, This is what this has to be, and this is so perfect, and you can't make this any more perfect than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thirteen.
2: <laughs> I was doing and no, sir, thirteen. And I went. It was that moment of slow motion. Like I don't, I don't think I even heard that. Did I first just? Time. Oh, I did. And I went, "Wait, what?" You know, it was just one of those moments, of, and I can remember it so clearly. Thinking, "Wait, no." <laughs> and then with you, <laughs> the eyes, and I went, ah! <laughs> And my family's looking at me like, "What the heck are you doing now?" <laughs> and I, I hit Caitlin because she was sitting next to me. I kind of tapped her like this, and I said, "Do you know that?" was? And she goes, was that the next doctor? And she thought it was the next doctor! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so
1: there was Peter Cavalli!
0: There was a, a, a roar that that went up from the crowd in the theater at his eye. And I, I'll, I'll, I'll freely admit, I may have led the charge on that one. <laughs> I was almost out of my seat. Yeah! <laughs> so, I don't know why that excited me so much, but it did.
1: I've only seen this beginning to end now I three times. I didn't scream at that because I was... Doubtful. The tears. Were oh yeah, starting
0: to I, mean, roll yeah, I was. I was. I was so I That's probably all I could get out. with. Oh, ah!
1: I was
2: cheering. <laughs> tears were rolling, but I was cheering too. The I've watched this at the beginning in three times now, but I have gone back and watched that clip <laughs> over and over and over again because I could not believe that we got the guy that's going to take over as the doctor on the 50th. We've never ever seen a true head. how this is going to work out in real life, gotta look at the doctor's future. We have yeah. never really with you know the value we have we have. You can say, okay, yeah, we've gotta look at the doctor's future because obviously the value is a doctor. Guess what? We don't know how that's gonna work. But no. we know how this is gonna work out and we get it Genuine peek into the future. Oh, that was so cool. That was the moment. And after all that, and they're talking, and they're saying we're gonna, you know, we're we're gonna leave, we're gonna forget this. And I was like, yeah, that's how it has to work, because you know, and then Matt makes the line about how the time time lines are out of sync, and that's why. And I went, oh, that's the perfect explanation for why they're gonna forget it. <laughs> and then I'm sitting there, <laughs> and she says somebody wants to talk to you, the curator. And I I had seen the Tom Baker stuff. Previously, that he had mentioned to have posts that he was a, but it was one of those moments like, oh, it just cr- occurred to me when they when he was waiting there on the curator, it occurred to me that I hadn't seen Tom, but then I rationalized in my head that well I did he was on that monitor and so that's, why he <laughs> that's what he clearly meant. This you surely yourself I in. did, yeah. and I thought this surely can't. And when I heard his voice, I went. And I mean, tears welled up in my head. And it was, it was just like Dr. Phil said. It was like, that was a moment of our childhood. And it, it, when he ends in Legopolis, and he's he's done with the role of the Doctor, and Peter Davidson comes along, and it's all over with for you as a kid. I mean, you are got to get him in reruns, and you can go revisit, but you're not getting anything more and new in Doctor Who. That's it. He's done. And when he came on the screen, it was like, Oh, it was like I, I, my inner child just came back out because I was sitting there watching my doctor on the screen in Doctor Who, and it was just was so incredible because he wasn't there again for the uh, five doctors. He was he, he, there's clips of him, and yeah, I, and it's, I not, it's not the at same. the time the I don't think I knew that they were clips that had already been done,
0: but it was just that, this un, un, un where, where's my
2: guy? Yeah, and then he's not and it's a well this is the way that it played out, and I genuinely believe that because eleven makes the comment that I could settle down, I could be a curator, that's what I could do at the end of my life. When that they they have the interchange, and the curator says to the something to the effect is, you know, I went back and revisited a few face, faces. Some of the favorites, and some. he winks. That solidified to me is that we got another glimpse into the doctor's future that we probably, hopefully, will never really see come to fruition. Yes, but it was such a wonderful moment that if if this is the doctor in the future that he chose, some my of doctor, old faces he to, chose my doctor's old face to you know go to a conclude to come you know, to, to end with. And that was so wonderful, and the interaction between the two was just. Uh, I'm
0: sorry, I'm getting
2: all worked <laughs> up again, over it again.
0: I'll be honest. When she said, the, "There's an old man looking for you," I think it's a curator, and she walked off. There was a part of me that thought, "This guy is going to walk into this room and shoot Matt Smith <laughs> in the back, and it's going to be a Zygon that didn't get the memo." <laughs> That there's still that one roaming around somewhere. Like there's
1: the Cyberman Bob.
0: I mean. Yeah. And then we're going to get the regeneration. Pierre Caldy's going to show up. And I, and I thought to myself, yeah, that'd be cool. And then I smacked myself mentally. I was like, that would suck. That's a horrible ending. Why would you? We're on such a high. You can't. But then I thought, it's Stephen Moffat. He'd do that to us. He'd give us this wonderful gem, and then take it away and say, "No, you can't have it. Here's what I'm going to give you at Christmas." And then it didn't happen. And instead, it was Tom Baker. So it, I kind of went from the ultimate fear and dread of whose footsteps were coming to, oh,
1: <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> boom, to the other side. Of the thing. And of course, in the in the in the theater, we couldn't hear the line of revisiting old faces. Yeah, no, <laughs> because was, of the screaming.
0: There there, were, there was too much.
1: Yeah. I, I honestly thought it was going to be 12. I thought it was going to be Peter Capaldi kind of revisiting, or coming back and somehow folding back time in and on, it's, on itself, and somehow...
0: I'll see you soon. Yeah. <laughs> Something. That would have been a, a cool. That would, yeah. that, that, that would have been cool. That was, coming. That's way better than the regeneration Especially that after, I was worried about.
1: But then, But then we did go to the setup of what's coming, so it works.
0: I had a thought today that I shared with Glenn earlier when he stopped in at work. I, I, I can't quite fix it, so I'm going to rely on my vortexians out there to, to, to help me with this. Paul McGann drinks the elixir to regenerate at the night of the Doctor Special and goes all gold, sparkly regeneration, which slightly is, green. Well, it's kind of the new established.
1: There, there's a kind of green hint to part of it. Go rewatch. We I think your set it. needs I've adjusted. I've watched it about seventeen I times. I've like, watched it on, like, green four ever. different screens. I never saw green. There looks like a very a hint of green near the end. Maybe it's just...
0: No, it's not gold. Anyway, so <laughs> he, he starts the, the traditional now. Yes. Gold, gold, sparkle, regeneration. Is it maybe because all of the regenerations that have followed that elixir moment that they've stabilized, because we've never gotten a similar regeneration, that it's always been one after another, and it's all been different. That sometimes it's this, and he fades, and sometimes there's a creepy mummy, and sometimes there's this. And we never really know what you're going to get with this regeneration bit. Sometimes he just rolls over, and the wig goes, you know, and his face melts. But then I thought, maybe the elixir causes that. Maybe it's because of the elixir that now he's all gold and sparkly. And I went, yeah! And Glenn went, ooh! And then I went, except... (laughs) The Master Glow, Sparkly and Mel, uh,
1: uh well, River, see, but went River Gold twice. The, the, twice. The problem is, it's River's the problem because you can you can excuse the Master saying that the doc, that the Time Lords gave him the oh yeah oh the elixir okay in so, order to do that. So now how do we fix, River? fix River. He never says they gave him the well, no, but we just know we that assumed, they granted him more we, lives. We, we, he got yeah, yeah at least two more lives. So how do we fix River? I don't know. I'll think on it.
0: I like to think that the master got a full blown regeneration and used all of them in the time war.
1: <laughs> that, wouldn't, <laughs> that wouldn't surprise me. He just, and that's surprised. why he ran away. He, at he the p- end. He probably thought, because...
0: "I'll go join up with the Daleks and help them destroy Gallifrey," and they shot him. <laughs> and then he was like, "Well, I'll go do this with that person," and they shot him. Well, I, I, would, I would hope he would know better than that, since they put him on trial. <laughs> maybe that's why they put him on trial. He was a double agent during the time <laughs> war. <laughs>
2: So anything else on the uh, day of the Doctor that you guys are so, discussing?
1: So what What if the the moment has been prepared from Legopolis? Yeah, what about it?
0: Handy bit of dialogue. Don't think it means a moment of anything. You
1: don't think he's... Do you, do you think he named it the moment calling back to that? Even or What the moment? The moment the moment. Who named it? Stephen Moffat. Oh, Stephen Moffat.
2: I thought you meant the Doctor. The Doctor didn't name it. No. Or maybe that's what he's talking about. No, because it's not any...
0: I I think it's one of those happy questions. Have you not seen
2: that? I I think that the Watcher was not the Doctor.
0: It was Clara. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) The Watcher? That I might buy. (laughs) I'll give you that one.
2: No. I don't think she was the moment,
0: but... (laughs) She
2: wasn't the moment; she was the interface. Don't get yeah, me wrong. I don't, I don't buy that. I'm not either. saying that she nah, was. I don't buy I'm not saying. I think that that was where she popped into.
1: But, but, but they gave the, the dialogue and the mo- the conscience. The moment has a conscience. Obviously, it the does. conscience has to project itself somehow. It does.
2: And what I'm saying is that Clara enters the time stream and becomes. One merges with, with the merges. Moment. That's and what that's, I was like and, Merges and
1: with the Clara is the conscience. The conscience, that the, the moment yes, gains. Yes,
2: not Rose, like, as we're led to believe.
1: Not quant, no. Not, I don't not believe not it was Rose. Leak. Well, it wasn't Rose. It wasn't the, rose. the, it was the, the moment. moment gained the conscience. The moment <laughs> yes. used, but used, but rose to used That's what I'm saying. But not used. Same, not same, Rose, as we no. It's the same way that TARDIS has used Clara.
2: <laughs> or or Clara, yeah, it's, no, the, I, or, it's, or it's the exact same as <laughs> or Rose
1: or Donna or but Amelia.
2: But it's her vision, it's not Rose. It's her visual and her voice, and so we're led to believe that that's the persona is that it's Rose. It, that that's not necessarily that it not is. It's not Rose, but that's the persona. Not even
1: bad, Wolf, It's just but it's
2: Clara in there that is interfaced with the or has. Uh, it's an interesting idea. Her. That's the only reason why she said you clever boys. <laughs> That was Moffat Telling us. That's just a favorite Moffat line now. Well let's talk about Peter Davison's wonderful fan project. One
0: last question. Quickly. We're all convinced that John Hurt does regenerate into
1: Oh yeah, that was totally. They, they did a really good job, I think, photoshopping Eccleston's face. Okay. On top. his eyes were there. I think his mouth. He said he saw. His I, I didn't mouth. see the eyes. More than, than anything, I, for me,
0: I think it's the line. I saw his eyes. I didn't see his mouth. Well, I think it's the line yeah, where he says, "I hope like the ears the are oh, well, less absolutely. pronounced." And then, mentioned that either when Eccleston shows up in Rose going, I'm not sure line, about oh, the ears. Yeah.
2: You know, what Hurt's first line, last line. All right, well, bef- before the ears comment. Oh yeah. This body's wearing a bit thin.
0: You know what that's from? It sounded familiar, but I, I didn't. That
2: was Hartnell's. We're gonna find last line before he regenerates into Peter. <gasps> was travel. it really almost word for word? <gasps>
1: almost word for word. And find and and feels again. <laughs> in two weeks, when we watch that episode, I can't wait to watch an episode. Yeah, it was. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love the ears line too, which I didn't catch the first time.
0: Yeah, I didn't. yeah I, I, I didn't. I didn't watch it a second time before it really. It was it. the
1: second
2: time, and I didn't. And and I didn't pick up on how he said it, and it, it wasn't totally we hashing it, up, it out. Yeah. It. <laughs> I hope the ears are a little less conspicuous this time.
0: <laughs> I'm not sure about the ears. <laughs>
2: Which is nice because that, you know, that line was always carried over, and then the the teeth thing was carried over, yes. and the ginger thing was carried over, and the, so that's that's kind of nice the that there's always been the yeah
0: legs I have legs <laughs>
2: except for was that was the first time we
0: said, I'm a girl
2: <laughs> no not a girl. All right, Well, right, let's talk about the uh, wonderful fan film. The Fish Doctor. <laughs> the, the BBC-financed, Moffat-financed uh, fan film that is so wonderfully done by Peter Davison called The Five-ish Doctors the Reboot. The Fish Doctor. <laughs> what did you guys think of this?
1: Oh, it was so much fun. It, it started and I was just laughing the entire time. Sarah didn't quite get all the jokes, but... (laughs) Especially when I started rolling when it got to Tom. (laughs) I think that's my favorite part of the whole thing. I was having a
0: hard time every time Sylvester would show up and start talking about The Hobbit, because it was like
1: yeah pretty yeah. <laughs> much well, well, what's impressive is it starts and it's like okay that's very cute and then it starts and you're like that's cute and then they're like well they went they went there <laughs> and then they went then they got them it was them. it was a tremendous
2: effort for them or not an effort no I mean, it was a, it was a tremendous effort on their parts to be able to laugh at themselves oh yeah that's what made this so wonderful is the
1: fact that they were able to poke fun at themselves, and they never took themselves seriously, and, this. And, and that Matt was what makes was, Oh, good. Colin's statement earlier that he made about being old baggage, yeah, or whatever. Well you almost wonder if that's part like of, he was it's playing. It's, he's this. still playing the part yeah.
2: at yes. the point, time that he says that. Yes. I, I, I genuinely baggage.
0: hope so. Yeah, that that's that's that all of the. <laughs> All of the anger and frustration that, that we fans have had about classic Doctors being in the in the special that that you know they've kind of mirrored that, but yet it wasn't with necessarily the intent of. Oh,
2: who
1: said it? It's it's perfectly tongue planted firmly. I I, and I, is yeah. it is. Uh, yeah. I really I really and, hope that's and, what it is. And, and, and part of it feels like this entire thing was slightly based in reality. Like, like they kept calling, trying to make sure that. See, I don't, I don't think that that is at all true. I think that's what because the fans, that's, that's what the fans think so
2: want, wanted it to happen. That's what the fans think, and I think that they just, I think they played this up for the fans, is what they. Totally I, did. I,
0: I, th- I think that Stephen Moffat's reactions to them calling it is what the fans th- mm-hmm. thought was happening. <laughs> And I'm sorry, I am 100% convinced that Stephen Moffat writes with his action figures holding hands going, <laughs> okay, now what? And then they go off and do this. Uh, that, that, yeah. That's, why, that's, why, that's how he writes. Um, Not that I've done that. I love the fact that, that Davidson it was
1: got... Was so, oh, sorry, it was so Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> I totally thought that. No, sir, I didn't see you playing with your dolls again.
2: <laughs> Davidson did such a great job Especially getting the, the all of the surviving companions in there, and doing the whole going around. Oh yes, his head, and,
1: and even a head of Canine, which can't. I know it'll make so much
2: more sense and be even funnier when you see Caves of Adrizzani. Oh
1: no, nice. <laughs> it'll be so much better. I love it. I'll, it. Probably I'll probably start laughing at up at in the middle. Is it, is it me? <laughs> I will probably start laughing at, ca- at Caves now. Janet <laughs> F- I love
0: that Janet Fielding was the voice Bravo of Boy. Doom. They're not going to ask for you. You know they don't like
2: <laughs> Oh, the best is when he's first having that dream.
0: at this way, Mr. Wiles. And he DeMille. walks down the
2: aisle, and he sees Matt Smith. Matt Smith says, comes up and says, oh, uh, Mr. Davidson. Uh, you know, I think he says, I'm a, I'm a huge fan or huge whatever. Huge
0: fan, you're my favorite.
2: <laughs> and then he, goes, and he looks over at Louise Coleman, and she says, my mother was a huge fan of yours. You were Me, my mother's mother, favorite. You were his favorite. And then he walks by and he goes, comes back and goes, you, you were, were my favorite. And it's like, okay, that's how that dream's supposed to work. <laughs> I'll
0: just put this in your Winnebago, Mr. Davidson. <laughs> uh, I think I
2: didn't laugh any harder than when John Burlman <laughs> and they look in the car and they go, Oh, I had no idea. Oh, wow, okay, well, no, we'll leave you alone, it's okay. I'm trying to figure out who he has in this car.
1: Yeah, I was, too. So I thought, where are they really going to go with this? And then to find out, it's a wife and kids.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he sang all the way to Cardiff. <laughs> And
3: then, and gave, them then gave them copies of, copies. of CDs and, and DVDs. <laughs> and then, the and then they used it to get an the experience. <laughs> and apparently everybody <laughs> has used <laughs> it to get an experience. Uh, <laughs>
0: I need to buy a John Barman CD to have on me when I go to the experience <laughs> just so that I can go and see if they get it.
2: I understand you'll take this. Um, wow. And then it did. here's the thing I watched that last night. And then I watched The the Doctor again. And boy, if I wasn't looking to see me those <laughs> <scrounds move. laughs> Because the Daleks got cut, which was wonderful. Because when I watched this and they crawled in the uh, Skittle Daleks, I thought, oh, those weren't even the ones that were in it. And then they, and they showed kind of stinks, yeah. And then
1: they showed that they got cut. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and the, and the this was so
2: perfect. <laughs> They had much more access to everything that was known that was going oh, on they're, than we ever about knew.
0: The, okay, now we're doing the, the under under the gallery under, under gallery the under gallery under gallery bit. And now we're doing this like wow. Yeah. And then well, they, we even
1: see it shot. They, they shot it from, from the that other angle. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, there was actually it was the same shot. The, the, the camera was still there, and they used it when they, they cut back to a perspective of Matt just asking about a desk or something in that scene. Right. They, they use that exact oh, same shot. shot? I didn't
2: realize that they use that shot. It's, it's a
1: one only, wow. but it's
3: there. Wow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time to put in put, get you into the uh, uh, Zygon outfits, but we'll just, we just just need shrouds for this one. And as soon as they handed him the shrouds, I knew exactly what part of the, day, the doctor. That's why that you so have to see. The Five Fish Doctors yeah. reboot if, 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 after you've seen Day the I suppose of the we should have fl- flown the spoiler like, flag at the beginning the of the spoiler, broadcast. We don't fly the spoiler flag on these type of episodes. <laughs> we presume we but, but Fish I, I, Doctor... I don't think it, I don't yeah, think it ruins... No, no, I don't
1: think it ruins Fish I, Doctor. I don't think it ruins the, fi- uh, the, the, the Day of the Doctor. Because Sarah and I watched it and she didn't get to see Day of the Doctor until oh. so today. Oh, And if, if she she didn't well, good. really say, oh... <laughs> I'm glad it doesn't work didn't, out that she way. She didn't say anything about making the connections. So but I sure sure But she also hasn't said though. a lot of about it yet. She's Let me rephrase. I,
0: I don't think it spoils Day of the Doctor. I think it makes Fish Doctor funnier. Yes. Oh, yeah. If you've Ag- seen agree. him in the right yes. way. Agreed. Agreed.
1: Agreed.
2: And then just the, the to have the after. <laughs> I, the end. The very Russell, thing. I, I, have, I have always T. loved. Davis on, I've always
0: loved Colin Baker and his ability to poke fun at himself. But when he's complaining about there's no signal down at the bottom of the garden. <laughs> And then the next scene is him standing on top of the lawnmower <laughs> with his cell phone out.
2: <laughs>
0: and every picture, I just, you know, he's reading the magazine with his picture on the front, and he's like, oh, my favorite DVD came, and we're going to watch
1: it <laughs> to replace terrible. the one that
0: mysteriously disappeared.
1: And his Vengeance on Bobby. It's me. one of probably his best stories. <laughs> At least, fan of Fox. I've already locked the door. <laughs> There's no way out. I've already (laughs) locked the doors. (laughs) And Paul McGann, who couldn't be
0: more awesome if he tried, looks really awesome in a beard. Oh gosh! (laughs) The beauty
2: of that is, is the fact that I thought Paul McGann would be in it more. Yeah, and he wasn't. And they said, and they make the comment, "Where's McGann?" Prior filming commitments. commitments. And I thought, you know, that could have been either way. If he had never been in Night of the Doctor, that could have been just he's got a very busy schedule but it worked so well that the reason we had a prior family commitment
1: is he was shooting at the doctor I thought that's what he was on the phone about during that convention Uh, until the end until the end yeah I thought oh he's talking about whatever you're
0: planning I'm
2: in (laughs) it (laughs) works perfectly that Tom is not in it except for the picture of the kid's shirt but that was it worked so well because he was actually in the day of the
1: doctor it just all worked out so well
0: and they they, they used the same clip
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, oh, did you the, the picture leaked, I think, of David in that back hallway on the phone? Cuz I remember us talking, oh, I forgot about Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. Can you do this for dad?
2: He really needs He doesn't really needs this. It's just, All right, one more favor. <laughs> but if if
1: it if, if, if it that, if, if that <laughs> bit didn't leak, Somehow It's totally <laughs> calling back to the whole He was on the phone with Georgia during the filming That they supposedly got <gasps> That was that picture Wasn't it? Yes Do you it remember totally was I don't that
2: remember picture.
0: this picture you, well, I remember we talked about a picture I don't think I ever saw the picture
1: Yeah, it's, it was him in that back hallway I'm pretty sure
0: talking, to, and they said that he was
1: talking Either to George that, on the phone. Well, I think he was, there were a lot of pictures of David Tennant on the phone during the filming, <laughs> but because there was also a scene, out of, scene on the north, uh, grassy knoll of him on the phone
0: too. Oh, that's right, out in the field, yeah, parka, yeah, that one I saw, yeah,
1: okay, but but but, but well, it it seems if like nothing else. A it was very callback oh,
2: to that. That that oh the fact that she's having the baby
1: while David's working <laughs> It doesn't even mention it. Oh, she those. goes to any. hand there was something up. I was going to ask there was something
0: I was going to tell him push <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, there, that was Absolutely. such a it was a wonderful gift to the fans I, it, and it, it was that's the, what they
1: having i it, this is partially why I wish I had seen adventure time space and time then this is the perfect wrap up to the fans oh, I thought the exact same thing
2: I thought I was so. I was so glad I saw everything in the order that it dropped because just for the reason I said earlier that the the Adventure Time space was perfect it was that wonderful in fact I got home last night and I saw that that was online and it, it was on one of the news feeds that I have and I saw that and I thought oh, this is you know in fact, I felt like I was going to be let down by it because I thought, this is I, such I no a wonderful day. Be, yeah. Is this really the way I want to cap the day off is to watch this? Maybe I should settle down a little bit and watch this tomorrow and be able to appreciate it for what Davis well, is trying well, to do here. And I thought, you know, I'm going to go ahead and watch it now. And, man, was it the perfect cap off to my night.
1: Oh, my it really gosh, was. it was so I'm good. so glad I watched it when I got yeah. home. <laughs> oh, man, it was so wonderful.
2: All right, well, we've waxed on for nearly three hours here. So...
0: Let's not do a full-blown like schedule. We had a lot of stuff to cover.
2: <laughs> let's just talk a little bit about what's going on next weekend.
0: Why wouldn't we gonna do a full schedule anyway? You sometimes, you know why? Go away. You, you sometimes look at me like, and then, <laughs> and then, and I feel like I have to keep going, even though <laughs> I only like, plan then? to give you next week. And then you're like,
1: and then. <laughs> well, let's give <go laughs> at least two weeks. No, nope, next week because weekend. there's, there, there's, there's there, is there there, there there is you. an important one. Okay, here's the deal. Okay, go ahead.
0: Uh, Friday Night Who this week The Five Doctors because we are not done (laughs) with multi-doctor stories and celebrating the 50 you may think your wrap up is done but here at Traveling the Vortex we are a month behind everybody else and we're still going
1: and I am going to host a Who with Friends sometime this week probably either Wednesday or Thursday of the Three Doctors
2: (laughs) okay so we're watching the Three Doctors this week and the Five Doctors this week
1: just because I want another multi-doctor store. So who with friends sometime this week? Look, I, I will tweet it out and put a Facebook message asking... <laughs> Sean's going, what? I don't ever get to show up to these things. One more, I won't get to watch.
0: You realize it's Thanksgiving week, right?
1: All right, so then, oh, yeah. then what are we doing? Okay. Crap.
0: Now you go ahead and... Show, yeah. I'll, I'll, right.
1: I'm going to figure it out. Look on well, Twitter. Do it Wednesday. <laughs> well, Wednesday. No, I got to get up early Thursday. Oh, that's right. You're working. Look we're, on we're Twitter
0: for the surprise <laughs> announcement of more. It's
2: Thursday night. <laughs> Somebody's doing
1: it. I gotta Thursday get up early Friday. Friday. You'll be fine. Well, actually, we can do it actual like normal time instead of late at night. We <laughs> could do it earlier because I'll be home. Yeah, <laughs> I'm off. So look for a plan. I will. And I will. I will we'll, ask, we'll
0: figure something out. Apparently, there's right, going to be three, so doctors, three doctors, doctors this on, week. Okay. Five doctors on Friday. Week. Okay. Special edition. That's important. We're right. doing a special edition with that crappy vortex effect tornado thing.
2: With the day of the doctor effect. And then on Saturday night I'm hosting a two
0: doctors tweet
3: Get
0: <laughs> on your own. Okay, so Sunday night before we record... No, 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 no. We're getting together to watch Time Crash. No, no, no. no. I'm hosting okay. that one. <laughs>
2: well, okay, so before, before we do along. that Sunday morning I'm also hosting a dimensions in time <laughs> Don't think I'm not going to watch all of these this week, because I'm going to be ready for Sunday night to go. This is why Dimensions in Time works as a multi-doctor story. (laughs) Sorry. But it doesn't. What comes up the next week?
0: So we're doing Five Doctors, special edition, Friday night for Friday night here. (laughs) Black Friday night. And then we're doing... Big finish, light at the end. So we still have more multi-doctor stuff coming. So you've got to have it, you've got to I listen to, to it. Doctors, and, and so we, we've got yeah. light at the end, that'll be the show. And then the following week, you got to go out and buy your copies, because 10th Planet.
1: It's out oh. now.
0: It's out, is it out now? It's yeah. out I thought it now. drops Tuesday.
2: No, last oh. Tuesday. Whenever. Oh. Tuesday Oh. Yeah, no, that's what I meant, not
1: last Tuesday. But
0: oh, your, well, you last got yours through Amazon, day. that one doesn't count, because no, they ship I, early.
1: No, it didn't ship early.
0: All right, well, Keith's got it in his hand. You got got it on
1: Wednesday. I I got it Wednesday, the day
0: after. He's got it in his hot little hand here. So Tenth Planet released, and we were watching this one for Friday Night Who on 12-6 as part of our Cyberman archive. (laughs) So we're going to do Tenth Planet. And big finish number thirty four spare parts. So if you haven't listened to them yet, you need to get both big finish light at the end and spare parts knocked out over the next two weeks. Do light at the end first. Well,
2: that's why it was important to give people two weeks to, to get through all right. that. I got you. That's okay. why. Because I was thinking, why we what we have known that we're doing some, those, but some, you're just giving people, everybody another heads up. Just, just as a
0: reminder, another you have to listen head. to them, and you have to go buy one if you haven't done. Okay, it yet. I can, so, I'm glad you did that. That's that's why we did that. I don't know why you guys went off on this whole multi-doctor story craze, but okay. <laughs> because that's <laughs>
2: what, that's what next week is,
0: is multi-doctors. be glad when I'm out of school and I can start to participate in things <laughs> again. When are, when's your fall break? I've had fall break. I get Thanksgiving <laughs> break this week, but it'll be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and I'll be doing homework and then working, so uh, it's not yeah. it's not really a break for me.
1: That's the problem, is the working.
0: It means I don't have to go to work on Thursday. <laughs> that's pretty much what this
2: you means. You can join
1: in though Thursday evening, then. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You'll be there. Three doctors Thursday. <laughs> I'll send out a message. It'll probably be Tuesday <laughs> or Thursday. I don't see the problem. I don't know what we my plans do it are. Friday, yet.
2: right before Friday night. Who? That's yeah, the true friends. Uh, would with friends? Double feature. From, yeah, double feature. <laughs> the late that's night double
0: feature picture <laughs> show. show. Um, I will have the rest of the schedule to the end of the year posted this week. That's a, on the that's a promise. That's
2: a promise. That's a promise from Sean.
0: Because it's done.
2: That's a promise from the busy Sean.
0: (laughs) All right. You know what else busy Sean promised? What did you call him promised? You'd get all the doctors in the anniversary.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm surprised there wasn't more gloating. You know what, though? Stephen Moffat showed you up. (laughs) He did. He really did. (laughs) He said, Sean said they're all going to be there. All 12 12
2: are going to be there. And all 12 over there, and then we Stephen said, Aha! 13. One more! <laughs> one more.
1: <laughs> he, never, he didn't even say all 12. He just said 11.
0: I just, I just,
2: I just, 12, 12, yeah.
1: Well, that's true. But all of them will be there.
0: Stephen Moffat plus one to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: all right. Is that going to do it for this week? I don't know. Is there anything else that we can wax philosophical no. on? Would you like to talk about some light bulbs or gutters?
2: Actually, you know what? The leaves are falling now and no, I don't have anything. That's gonna do it for me this week. Is there Until
0: next week. I'm Glenn. Any more tears to be shed or don't look at me like that. And then don't don't give me that's that, <laughs> the same look you give me all the time.
1: I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Glenn forgot his goodbye. <laughs> what do I say next? Cheers. <laughs> It's been an emotional weekend. (laughs) He went on and on and on, and I had no idea what I was supposed to say.
0: My work here is done.
2: (laughs) Go for his dance! (laughs) You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex... Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.